This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery. I am, of course, Stamford Chidge, and uh, this is the Chelsea Fancast preview show. Because it is Friday, it's kind of nearly, well, we're only about three minutes late, which is amazing. JK, welcome to you. Oh, oh, I, I love being vaguely on time. Thank you. I know. Oh, wow. What on earth has prompted that? It's very unlike us. I know, we just, we were eager, weren't we? We were keen yeah. and eager yeah. to come and talk about the team. And knowing that we have the marvelous guest that we have, but we're not we're not saying who it is yet, because people might not have realised who it is exactly. Exactly. If Even I speak, I will be in trouble. Yeah, big big trouble, big trouble. Because because he is sharp, a compendium of knowledge. He is as bright, as bright as a button. <laughs> hell is that bright as a button is that actually what that's called you you never fail to amaze me jk unbelievable how are you martin i'm very well thanks um slightly stunned into silence by that but there we go i suppose benjamin that's button would have been tune. a little bit worse oh that's god tune now. bright as a button that's bright no, no, normally it's the Benny Hill theme, so I guess it's an improvement. <laughs> I suppose it is. I'm loving your shirt, Martin. Oh yes, the um the one thing the new regime have got right is actually getting the retro shirts out. So I'm, if you can see this, I'm sporting the is it 1972 Castrol like GTX version of the yeah. away kit. I mean, I always call it the Castrol GTX because I yeah. think you know that's what we know it as. But uh, it is a thing of beauty. So well Inspired done, by hungry not. Castrol, it was, I assume. <laughs> it was no. Dave Sexton had a had a real love of the Hungarian uh, team, I presume, of the fifties, and of course that's why we had a, a red 
we had a red shirt, white shorts, and green stockings away kit as well, because that was also a rip-off of Hungary's kit. So there you go. Just couldn't get Pushkas in the go- in the bargain, I, I guess. I suspect he probably would have tried, but there you go. It's a font of all things, uh, the Chelsea fancast, as you well know. Now, uh, as ever, do not forget you can listen to the show live. Live! Better late than never. Every Monday and Friday at half past seven by going, of course, to Mixler. Now, this is... I need to qualify this because if you want to listen to the show live and just listen to it and not see our ugly mugs, then you go to chelsea-fancast.mixlr.com. And, of course, if you do that, you can join in all of the chat, as many do, on the live chat page. But now, because of the wonders of modern technology and uh, a website called StreamYard, uh, you can actually also watch us live on YouTube and our Facebook page, uh, and it's all live. Uh, as you can see, JK's eating his dinner. So it tells you that it's dinner time. This is how we know. So there we go. Uh, so you can have a lot of fun with that. Of course, as always, we release it as a podcast on uh, ACAR, Spotify, Apple, and all good podcast platforms as well. Follow us on all the socials at Chelsea Fancast. And of course, like and subscribe. And also leave us beautiful five-star reviews, that kind of thing. Uh, and also, quick plug for Patreon. We've got a few new Patreons this week. Welcome to you. I will be getting you Discord links very soon because that's the thing. If you join our past, uh, our Patreon group, okay, yes, I know you have to bung us a few shekels every month. Um, but in return, you do get to join our wonderful Discord group where so, so many lovely people who've been listening to this show for years and years and years, have reasonable uh, debate. They, there's no nastiness. It's not toxic like Twitter and all the other socials. It's actually, you know, we all have a view and opinion. Sometimes they're strong, but everybody kind of gets on. And it's a, it's a thing of loveliness. Uh, so also, if you want one, I will send you a mini Kerry Dixon banner, uh, a replica of the one that adorns the Matthew Harding end. So to do that, patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, right, so lots to discuss tonight. A busy, busy, busy night. Uh, very appropriate because we have the busy bees on Saturday. Uh, and in part two, we will be speaking to one of them. Uh, he was he was with us earlier on in the season. Lovely chap, a mate of JK is called Greville. He's on for opposition view in part two. Part one, we'll be looking back at the Chelsea versus Leeds FA Cup match, which we were all there and hopefully have recovered from. And in part three, we will be uh, we'll be previewing the Brentford versus Chelsea match as well. So, lot to cram in. Uh, let's get on with it. Um, what a weird old night Wednesday was. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, it, obviously it was on the back of the horrible, you know, miserable defeat to Liverpool on Sunday, which I'm sure brought everybody down. I mean, it's just such a weird, conflicting match in terms of emotions, this one. I mean, it, great. it is great to get a last gasp win against really very hated rivals it's kind of what it's all about but it doesn't obscure the the utter shockingness of some of that performance I mean JK I I said this to and also weirdly I don't know what I've done I think I might smell or maybe I fart without realizing it during the match I kid you not mate to the right of me nobody's sitting there to the left of me four five people not sitting there uh, people all around me, I mean, obviously, the usual uh, lovely blokes that I know who sit in front of me were all there. John was down the end of the row, as he always is. But I, I, I have this a lot of matches. Nobody seems to want to sit next to me. I, what, what's going on? It not be that they go, oh, my goodness, look, it's the great Chidge. It's the great Stamford Chidge. And I'm not worthy to be basking in his aura. And mm. then they move several I think it's my aura that they're more worried about, mate. <laughs> 
Maybe they think um, I need more. Maybe I they, they think I need all that room for my ego. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I, well, perhaps they're being. It's it's very sympathetic, regardless of what it is. I have no clue, Chidge, because I we were all crammed in. Um, in well, fact, how, was, had, how was uh, how was um, sausage, sausage? By the way, sausage was fantastic. Sausage also known as as Tim Rolls for those that are unaware of his nickname. Sausage, what, what was lovely about him, yes, Tim Rolls, was that um, uh, he was sitting next to Gary, who was a big friend of his mate Martin, who he was at university with, who he sits next to, and uh, uh, and behind him was some. Eddie, Eddie Levy, who uh, similarly used to go away with Martin, so right. he was he was in his element. And he you said, mean the caretaker? You mean the caretaker? The Martin caretaker. is known as the caretaker. Is he known as the? I didn't know that. Why he's a lovely bloke, Martin. Well, yeah, I so did ask a, him. I did. I did ask him once, but I can't remember. He's a band agent. You wonder whether it's to do with yeah. being the band. He, he used to he manage the Pixies. Really, yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've had long chats. Yeah, fantastic bands of the uh, of the eighties and nineties and um, and noughties. Yeah, and huge, huge Chelsea fan. We used to go away in the same car with Eddie. Eddie Levy's. That's why I know Martin. But yeah, and Tim was Tim was a fan. Back knowledge. in the days when we had about ten fans. Yes, just, just <laughs> us. And uh, and no, what was excellent was that we sat at we sit at a table away from where I used to sit, and everybody's lovely. And everybody, and they all got, and he gets on very well with everybody. Tim, he's, he's a good, say, fantastic fountain knowledge. Used to be, uh, as you're like yourself, chairman of the Sports Trust, and uh, um, just a sweet man, you know. And everybody got, gets on with him, so it was it was lovely. And he actually said to me, "The young guy, this has been really good fun." I said, "Yeah, thanks. I'm very pleased. Come another time if you want, you know." So, mm. um, so he's uh, so that was fabulous. But it was you know, I hate having to say this all the time, but you know, we we enjoyed ourselves much more than watching the football, which appears to be part par for the course at the moment doesn't it and i actually said this the other night on the on the mark swaggers thing which i got onto. i said when when you are more concerned about whether you've had a good day with your mates than watching your team i said things have come to a very very uh, low pass isn't it a pretty low bar if you're you're thinking well i had a great day despite watching my football team which has never been the case over the last 20 years occasionally you they might play badly from time to time but we're we're just uh, we assess them with i'm in disbelief so often watching them at the moment yeah i just think i really think this isn't the standard of football that we we should be having at chelsea i'm sorry this is we've gone back in time it's a time warp it's 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 nice let's do the time warp again how did i know I you were going to do that <laughs> Is that the you know, I sang I that song. I sang that song auditioning for um, uh, the Rocky Horror Show. No way. Yeah, I did. I did when it was no in the way. West End. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. No, but I, I I, I'm it. surprised. I'm very surprised by that. Sack your agent, mate. No, indeed. I thought it was a load of rubbish. I thought of a perfect casting for it. But never mind. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just, you know, um, we. I sat through it with an element of... I just, it's just constant. I'm constantly going, for fuck's sake. This must be my, my go to. You know, it's when somebody, get, it's like watching Frank Sinclair all the time, except Frank Sinclair, bless him, would, would you know, beat two players and we go, come on, Frank, you got old Frank. Oh, Frank, don't give it away. And, uh, and that seems to happen. But you were kind of behind him as, I mean, this we is were, the really weird we thing, were, isn't it? We the were, disconnect. We but, no, but he'd do something very good as well. But, you know, a number of times he would give the ball away in defence or score an own goal. I mean, well, look, JK, time, JK. You're a very decent player. So you're actually making a comment annoyed that he's done it. Whereas the fact that some, oh, no. some of them just do it all 
the time. You know, uh, I, I mean, mean the, the, sorry to go on about this very quickly. The opening goal, we just knew that was going to happen. Yeah. We knew Sanchez would pass the ball in an, an, a situation when they've got four people pressing. I'm going to get really angry about this. Pass to Desazi, Desazi, who cannot control the ball when there are men on him and gives the ball away and they get it and they score. How many more times? I know. And to, and oh, the yeah. fact that it that it happened, I'm just kind of remembering because I was I was frozen in, in, in time in a way, but I think it happened pretty early. 18 minutes in, Martin? No, no, that's yeah. when we scored. Eight minutes, wasn't that's it? Fairly, Eight minutes. Yeah, opening 10 minutes, it certainly felt like it. Um, I've got a couch behind me if you want to lie down, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can... I, my fees are very reasonable, JK. I can, we, I, we can dedicate 50 minutes of therapy for you, personally, if you want to lie on Martin's couch. Martin, mm. I mean... I was going to ask about the team changes, but I've subsequently found out that, you know, Cole Palmer was sick and I think Connor was knackered. And so I can kind of understand why he swapped it around. I'll talk about Mudrick at 10 later, but I mean, to pick up on what JK was saying, I mean, I, I, I presume, were you there, by the way? On, on, on uh... I was. I was in the Matthew Harding lower and the most amusing th thing I can remember is when we Connor scored at the end, I'm jumping forward here a little bit, a bloke beside me who I was never usually there decided to jump up on the on the seat in front and promptly put his foot through the top of it. Oh, and nice. The, <laughs> hilarious. The, basically, the noise it made set off the loud environment warning on my watch. Wow. It sounded like a fucking gunshot went off. Wow. <laughs> was, oh, excellent. Yeah, he, mean, wasn't the he wasn't the most svelte bloke in the world. And he just got on it, and it, unsurprisingly, it didn't hold his weight, and he just crashed through it. Thankfully, he didn't injure himself or anything. We are all just kind of laughing at it. But, um, yeah, that, that tells you all we need to know. The highlight of the game was a bloke breaking a seat near me. Well, I mean, here's the thing, right? And this is what I can't get my head around. I mean, ha having watched it, I mean, I was chuntering away to myself because obviously, as we all know now, I was isolated and on my... Uh, is that why they all moved away from you? Uh, maybe that... Well, I, I'll tell you something funny later on when we talk about Sterling, which did cause everybody to move away from me slightly. Um, but I was saying to myself all the time, this is the most brainless Chelsea team I have ever seen. And and, and what, what I mean by that is the number of unforced errors the poor touch, the poor, the passes that go to, you know, they pass, they're trying to go forward, they're trying to pass to somebody going forward, and they just give it away. And as as you were both saying, the criminal goal to concede. But you know what? I watched the match back on the TV, and actually, I thought, actually, they, I mean, you know, that all notwithstanding, I, I, I don't think they were quite as bad as they felt they were, as I felt they were watching them live. And that's really odd, because normally it's the other way around. So I'm really confused, Martin. I think everyone was already in a bad mood from Sunday. So individual mistakes, like the one that led to the opening goal, just were amplified that little bit further. I mean, Sanchez comes back in and immediately everyone's nervous when the ball gets yeah. played out the back. I don't think that helped. And then, like you say about the lack of intelligence in the in the team, it's stupid bookings, it's running up blind alleys, it's just the usual... Usual things we've been moaning about all season. And, um, yeah, Leeds looked a lot more coherent, especially in the second half. And that's a bit of a worry, to be quite blunt. I'm glad we beat them because obviously can't stand the fuckers. But, yeah, it was definitely one we got away with, which normally makes it feel a lot sweeter. But it's, it's possible to, you know, hold two opinions at once. Yes, it's great to beat them. Yes, it's also okay to query the performance because that's not 
it, quite frankly. You, you, you know what? The, the interesting thing, because it does, it, it, it seems really churlish to be sitting here a bit miserable and, and negative about it all after we've just beaten Leeds in the last minute to get through to the quarterfinal of the FA Cup. But you know what? I, because, I, I, mean, I, I'm, I mean, actually, in spite of the fact that I was hobbling with a, a dodgy Achilles, I, I almost did a JK, I had a dodgy Achilles on my left and a dodgy hamstring on my right. I, I, I crawled back to the bloody car. But I got to listen to uh, talk. Are sport. you in Konku by any chance? I think I might be. I think they. Yeah, if you're a think, horse, you'd be shot. <laughs> I think. I think it, you know, mate. On Wednesday night, if I was a, a horse, I'd have been deserved. I'd have deserved to have been shot. But anyway, I was listening to talk sport on the way back with that, you know, Jamie O'Haha, and would you believe it, Dean Saunders? Oh Crikey! God. And uh, and they phoned Cundy up. Uh, because they they love it when we lose and they wind him up. And of course we hadn't lost. And they were actually expecting him to be like really very cundy about it. And he sounded like us. He was like, well, that's great. We beat this, but oh, mate, mate, I, I'm not happy. That was, oh, you know, he was he was as depressed as, as as we have all been since then. So maybe we're not completely nutty. Let's, 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 let's change the uh, um, tack slightly because... It, I was really quite fascinated by the fact that he played. Oh, by the way, I have a new name for Mudrick, which I I invented in the pub with Rich, the lovely Richard Schaller. Lovely to see Richard and Tim on Wednesday night. Uh, I don't know where this came from. The new name for Mudrick is the Depleted Ukrainian. It's better than my one, which got Fuck. me into trouble when I used it on Saturday. <laughs> I back. bet. But yeah. anyway. He wasn't that depleted on Wednesday. He played at number 10 and he, he, he scored a whoppingly great goal. Um, I was quite intrigued by that. He was more involved. Not not quite the car crash that he has been, JK. He faded, didn't he? Well, they all faded, which is why Leeds got back into it in the second half, yeah. didn't they? Yes, he wasn't as good in the second half. No, they, we were, he was... Um, um, great goal. Uh, yeah, the report that we had saying that... Uh, They'd established that he had no brain and um, and they couldn't actually get him to uh, to perform at any decent standard. Appears to have been thrown out of the window by that performance because he did some very good things indeed. Yeah. And um, a lot of them were pretty the shit things too. They were off they? the cuff and instinctive though. Yeah. He indeed. doesn't think he's fine. Exactly the problem. If he doesn't think he's yeah. absolutely fine, I agree. Um, and also, I, I really do wish they. I think they need, they need to use him properly. They really need to use him properly. They need to kick the ball down the pitch and get him to run after it, which is what Liverpool do. Yeah, but when he does that, he's shit. But when he played yeah, in the in the number ten role, he was much better. Don't well, you think? I still think? I still think there's the opportunity for that. I didn't see the ball once being belted down the ball to him on the wing. Well, that's because he was playing as the number ten. And it, no, but he, he, I got the impression was we will discover from Poch's presser that it wasn't <gasps> that he played. Is that is 10. that coming up in part three? Well, I might possibly be there if you allow me. Um, I'll me stick around if it is, you know. Yeah, if you could, that would be great. Thanks. Because remember, <laughs> I tell you the press conference so you don't have to so actually. I, yeah, I didn't watch it today. I was busy. So yeah, I would yeah, be looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, yeah. So we do that. So, no, and in fact, Poch hinted that um, the game took over. And in fact, he, he wasn't playing in the proper role. He, he just went into the middle of the pitch. The, so game, the game dictated it. Because so he, he was asked, yeah. so he said, "Interesting." Does this bloke said, "Interesting." He was playing number ten, and he thought, "Well, it was you know he kind of uh, 
uh, the moved the game around moved, the game moved around him, and I thought, oh no, that means that means he, he, wasn't, he wasn't told to do that in the slide. I would have been much funnier if Potter said he wasn't supposed to be playing at number ten. That's what if I was at the press conference, that's what I'd have said. I'd have said, for fuck's sake, for fuck, he's supposed to go there. Um, but no, I, I but yeah, I agree. Completely. Or, or, or even better, he, he can't count to eleven. <laughs> that would be funny, yeah. But Chidge, I can't. I, I, I don't know what we're supposed to do, are we? We're, we've we've established that he's dreadful, and then and then he doesn't select him. Then he makes a bizarre selection. This was a bizarre selection, wasn't it? It was almost like saying, "I don't really care about the FA Cup." Do you know I'm what? I saw it in the pub, and I thought, "My my God, he signed it. He signed his death warrant yeah, here." Yeah, but little yeah. not knowing, of course, that that um, Farker did exactly the same thing, didn't he? He, he, he didn't. What a stupid Farker! What a, what a stupid Farker! He chose some five different players and brought all the attackers on in the second half. And I actually yeah. thought we held up quite competently against them because that's all we appeared to be able to do was to. Have was you to ever defend. heard Daniel Farker being interviewed? What's he he, what? It's a bit like that. He's hilarious. He's got the body of a bloody WWF wrestler, but the voice of the most. <laughs> he's a very, he's a very effet sounding German. Yeah, and always, like um, yeah, a little bit. I, I quite like, I like the Farker. But was it, yeah. was it with the communards? Where they, the joke was that Jimmy Somerville and the Jimmy Somerville voice, spoke like that, mate. Yeah, they, like they swapped that, yeah. voices for a laugh. It's like, that's exactly what they've done with Daniel Farker and someone else. It's so incongruous. It's hilarious. He's a very thoughtful manager. I don't quite understand my Norwich. He's, he's quite an intellectual German, I think. That's great. Because back tomorrow, of a clock, don't you? Instead of a tree, how's that? Don't you? Yeah, no, I, I so yeah. can I just say for a second, what the fuck did they play in those pink outfits for? The rhubarb those... and custard. Yeah, what the fuck was what? I have what? no idea, mate. What the fuck? Well, they I almost, have no said, idea. almost said, we don't care about tradition. We don't care well, about don't. The fact that we've, we've got, they don't, we don't care about the fact that we've got a history with you. We'll we play don't care about tradition. We don't care yeah, about yeah. football. All we care about All is selling fucking shirts. Leeds United selling shirts. Bastards. Oh, listen, yeah. mate. One thing I'm talking of Leeds. Can you explain yeah. to me, both of you, uh, why I did not hear once a we version of We All Hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds, Leeds and Leeds. Why was that not sung? We did try. I agree. Absolutely well, agree. A few of us. No, it didn't because only about half of the two dozen people in the area near, near where I was knew the bloody song. That's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, um, yeah, I don't, but they don't know. People the... don't know. Lots of people don't know about the sodding. It's only if you're over 50 that you would know it. And I think everybody by now in the over 50s has gravitated. I'm, I'm under 40 and I know it. So, <laughs> yeah, oi. I'm sorry, exactly. Martin. It's, I do apologize. That was really ageist. You're really ageist. It was insensitive and ageist of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think there is a. A qualification you can make where you, if you don't really because leads were so long out of the top flight that you know those through you know the virtue being born after they got relegated in 2003 may not be aware of it but mm. yeah it was yeah. pretty mute all well, around when... then again then again i didn't hear much of the father's gun shite out of them oh either. no mate they were singing it all night and they were singing it repeatedly yeah and repeatedly on the way to the because i managed to leave the cock at the exact time that they were all being kettled and marched to the ground. So I kind of walked beside them, actually, quite yeah. quite hilarious. I was I, I was in the cock after the game, and you could see a, a load of police fans going up the North End Road with the oh, blue yeah. sirens going, well, I, and then I also, a load of yeah. people getting frog marched back the other way. So yeah, God knows yeah. I, I walked. That was my route back, and guess what? Uh, going after you were they? 
yeah, you know, to- Chelsea's <laughs> top boy, obviously. Uh, no, they Did were. It was top, they said. That's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they no, it was kicking off a bit actually. All, yeah, yeah, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. actually got spicy. It was. They're not. They're not happy. They're not. They're not. They're not nice at all. Um, no, no. Well, that silly bastard who fell off the fucking top tier. Apparently, he was on a he was on a banning order. Yeah, apparently for smacking Chris Kirkland in the chops or something. Oh, yeah, yeah he, he had a swing at him and got done. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, the Mudrick experiment. More of that later. Um, listen, boys. I mean, I have to say, let's let the first two goals. I mean, that Jack Jackson scored an absolute corker. The build up was brilliant. Uh, the build up was also brilliant, and again, a superb finish by Mudrick. So he scored these two great goals. This is what I cannot work out about this side. There are flashes of brilliance, and I have to say they were superb. And then utter, utter brainless idiocy, which I cannot get my head around. Um, I think, you know, the second half was weird, wasn't it? It was a bit of an extra time deja vu. And I kind of wondered, are they knackered or are they just shit? What is going on here? Or were they tactically being quite clever, but not actually clever enough to um, actually you know you know make it happen so expedite it so you know playing deep to try and catch leads on the break and also playing deep and letting them have the ball because they know that leads really want to counter attack so they could you could argue that they were being clever but they just don't seem to have the, the intelligence to to expedite it jk uh, <laughs> you're broken <laughs> Somebody get new batteries. <laughs> oh God. I, I don't wouldn't you just love to think that it was conscious? Wouldn't you that it was, you know, yeah, they deliberately gave them the ball so that so that they could... <laughs> I'm being kind. Yeah, I mean I mean shit. It's it's shite. I you know, I, I all you read is I get I'm getting jibed at by people saying, no, 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 you know. It, it, they're all young. The process, you know, and even once again in the presser, he goes on about it as well. They're all young. They don't know. They're all getting. You think surely? So are the leads. So are a lot of the leads players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also the fact that they're young, they shouldn't get tired. Yeah, he says they're tired in the presser. He said they were tired in the second half. That's why they couldn't do anything about it. And but but it but it was interesting. The second that he brought Connor on, you get you know a man who ran thirteen kilometers, didn't he, in one of the games recently, the more than any other Premier League game, uh, Premier League match this season, um, is um uh, starts to starts to boss him about. So you just think, well yeah, obviously he's one of the better players, isn't he? And you know, and i I've got I've got a lot of time for Casado at the moment, who I think actually is getting in some very good tackles indeed. Um but um Enzo can't receive the ball under pressure though. No, he can't. No well, very few of them can. But it, this is the trouble, isn't it? We're, we're looking at them, we're thinking, that was, as you said, Chitch, that was good. That was excellent. The goals were excellent. Lovely interpassing. passing mm. uh, Oh, then you go, actually, this is now shit. This is just terrible. Um, I thought Chalabar did pretty well, considering he, oh, you know. It's he, lovely to see Trevo playing, actually, I think. I, I lo- I've got, see, I've got, you see, this is the other thing. This is what I can't understand. There's so many things about Chelsea Football Club at the moment I cannot understand. I'm finding it really hard to love a lot of those players. Trevo plays his first match, and I'm I got a smile on my face watching him play. And I mean, is it is it as simple as the fact that with with, with Trevo and and Chilwell and pe- people like that, they've kind of earned that they've earned that love. You know, they've played well for us in the past. They've been part of successful sides. You have a warmth towards them, which and whereas this lot, I look at them and go, well, we probably shouldn't have fucking bought you in the first place. We spent too much money on you, and you've been a bag of shit for most of the season. I'm finding it really hard to have the usual. Warmth and and Warmth, and, yeah. and uh, what's the word I'm struggling for? 
I don't know. I I do have quite a big sense of fairness, and I'm and I'm, and I feel that half the time I'm not really being very fair on them because as you keep, as we keep getting told, they're all young. You know, give them time. Don't be so hard on them. La 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 la. And I and I wonder if that's possibly skewed by the circumstances under which they are here. You know, they weren't chosen by the manager that we either like or don't like. They were all chosen by sporting directors and and egg bollocks. So you know, I I think I think maybe I'm allowing that to cloud my view of them. And maybe that is a tad unfair, actually. Maybe I should be a bit more supportive than I have been. <laughs> I think I the just Gary Neville so... comments are going to be hung over them from now till the day they leave the club, a lot of them. And I think a lot of those, I think there was some truth to them, but the way he phrased it, there's plenty of people have already pointed out the hypocrisy in it from Gareth Neville. Right. He's a deliver- whack. It's deliberate. The, the, from me, Gareth Neville. Think about it. Um, yeah. But... um. So, on the one hand, he's called them bottle jobs, yet he's preached men- about mental health awareness when he's been talking with Deli Ali. And secondly, when he's been, he was doing, the, it was the same crap with Man, when Man U struggled, where he wasn't piling into Oleg on a soul shark as he's his mate. He likes Pochettino, and if there's criticism of the players, there should also be criticism of the coach. And it seems to, the criticism only went one way in Neville's case, and that's where, that, that was the bit I didn't like about it. That and the fact that he's just it was a clear soundbite fed to him by someone in the production it, team. No, I think I think he'd prepared that, hadn't he? He'd prepared that. He, 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 so when did he, he prepare it? From when he was driving into Wembley? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so they had the narrative prepared already. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, because mm. he knew that it would be quoted everywhere, and he was even quoted again today in the press conference. You know, as a as a big thing, and Poch was Poch sort of battered it away. Um, but but I mean to, to an extent it, it's not that it's right it's just, it's just it's it, I would you know the club has lost six finals there must be something going on there in in the yeah the and only pro- only only one of them has been under the new regime which is a little bit alarming isn't it I mean it'd be lovely to blame them for it all but you can't I mean no, this has been going on for a long long time indeed so it's it's and it can't you know, all be bad luck up. although we have had but a lot of it something is rotten in the state of. Uh, of Stamford Bridge, but it, it's, it is rotten um, in the state of Denmark. No, I said Stamford Bridge deliberately there, Church, because I oh, wasn't. Well, I, was, I wasn't I was just giving you a bit of Shakespeare, mate. I know you were. That's why I said it as well. I was about to say I am not eating the to air. Be, I promise to um, be promise, or not to be. I, oh God, that is the question. <laughs> What's the question, J.K.? I was going to say I am about to eat the air. Promise crammed, but you completely fucked it. Well, there we go. It makes a change for it to be this way round, doesn't it? No. Oh, okay. I do it all the time, do I? No, but I shall go home. Doesn't everybody at home? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just not working for me. No, off you go then. (laughs) You've had your day out. (laughs) Fuck off home. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, let's talk about the Connor goal because it was a thing of absolute beauty and. you know, Martin, after the after the day he had on Sunday where, I mean, let's frank, be frank, he, he was unlucky with one, but he should have scored at least one of the two others he had, I think. Um, showed a lot of balls, but that was it. it was a really good goal, a really superb finish in a season where we've had absolutely terrible finishes. That was a really good finish, and I cannot tell you how chuffed I am for him. I bet you are too. Absolutely, because simply, mainly because of the chances he missed on Sunday and because you just know that out of that squad here, we're the one who felt that the most. He would, he would have taken that to heart and he would be genuinely gutted that he missed those chances to um, win a win a cup for Chelsea. So, yeah, it was nice to see him 
get that get that winner. And as far as I'm concerned, Conor Gallagher scoring for Chelsea upsets all the right people who claim to be Chelsea fans. So fuck them. Yeah, indeed. Yes, he didn't have an opportunity to uh, to control it. And that's the problem. I think if it's like all of them, if it's instinctive, they're a bit better at it. If they, whether there's a, an order in their heads to be careful, because he didn't. It was just straight there, and he backed it, didn't he? Well, well, he rolled, I, I, he I, rolled I, the yeah. defender and took, oh, yeah. he took the defender on, rolled him, and hit it first time. Yeah, well, he, he rolled, he rolled him, and then smashed it. What I'm saying is, he wasn't a ball passed to him that he then had to specifically hold it and then play it. He, he he spun and went through it. It was more instinctive than that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see more of that from him because he's now he's shown he's capable of doing it. Let's see more of it. But we know he's capable of doing it because we saw him doing it for Crystal Palace eight times in the last the, the season before last. I mean, I I I think actually I I think there was a bit more to it than that. J.K. I mean, he 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 demanded the ball. He made the right run. He got himself between the two defenders and he turned them beautifully. And he had about two. Possibly even well, two touches before he walloped it, and he had the sense to hit it over the keeper too. I thought it was a really good goal, and of course, you know that's what we needed right at the, at the end because we knew we well. Even I was thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, they're going to equalise. But in all in all honesty, they we we should have known that they would see it out from there. Um, I need to talk about Sterling again. In fact, I'm going to rename him Raheem Stealing because he's stealing a living. Um, it takes him- quite. Get, Get. Well, it, yeah, it takes ah. quite a lot for me to. There have been, you know, very few moments where I've involuntarily got up out of my seat and just shouted with rage and anger as loudly as I can at the offending slash offensive player. But there was a moment in the second half when I just got up and I just shouted out. I can't remember exactly, but I, I, he was called a, a lazy Gareth. And for fuck's sake, Sterling, you lazy Gareth, for fuck's sake, or something like that. It was a bit of a stream of unconsciousness. but um, And that's when people moved even further away from me. But the, the moment was, he was at that stage playing slightly deeper. I think when uh, Poch had made all the substitutions, Sterling effectively became like a, a, a wing back on the right. Or, or, or he was on the right of the midfield, let's put it that way. And uh, he just stood there watching as the players he was supposed to, you know, the player up there in front of him, he could have been keeping an eye on and the player behind him just went walkies behind him and he just stood there. And I just thought, for fuck's sake, 300 fucking grand a week for that? For fuck's sake? That's the silence speaks a thousand then, words. The silence speaks a thousand words. Yeah, he wasn't too he wasn't too quick getting off the pitch either when he was subbed and we were chasing the game, which um got the predictable um reaction. He's, I I think he just got sold a bag of goods. He he wants out and we don't I want was gonna to say, Martin, do you, do you think he wants out? Do you think that's yes. what this is? I, I yeah. think so. I think so. I, yeah. If for whatever reason it's just not worked out. It's not worked it's out. It's just for not working party. for him. Not worked out for either party. I got sent a note from a, from a mate saying uh He's involved in an escort girl setup. You can't and, say uh, that unless you say allegedly before it. And yes, and you're saying it for me. Yeah, I said I got it from a mate. I'm not paying any attention to it. I, I'm sure it's a complete lie. However, I would find that hard got, to believe. Oh, I think that's nonsense. That, that uh, and that he's um, uh, well. It some of these things tie in with um, uh, the 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 theory that that Rio Coca said to me when I was briefly on 
um, Radio 5 Live. Don't start me on but, Nigel Rio fucking car. Oh, I know, I know. I know. He's an absolute no, prick. I, I agree with you completely. But he said, he said the rumour was in, in the football fraternity that Chelsea was a club that you went to because you didn't want to have to make any effort and they would pay you 400000 a week. So okay, if you wanted me, to yeah. that, I, that, I would just say the last time I... Yeah. The last time I heard Nigel Rio Coca say something on the BBC, he claimed uh, the only player in my, with with um, leadership qualities is Reese James and um, maybe Conor Gallagher, but he's too young. Reese James and Conor Gallagher are the same fucking age. So yeah. that tells you all I need to know about that prick. And he's Not a full ticket. He's a, he's an arsehole, and he just he's you know my license fee is paying for him to spout bollocks about Chelsea Football Club and. There was no, no balance. I, there was no nuance to it. He's just talking shit. It could be shit, but at the same time, and, and he might not have a great reputation. But that the impression that I got from last year was there were several who weren't actually bothering, and perhaps that was the the reason was somebody saying, "Well, you can get there and not really pull your weight." And I think um, Zayek was an example of last year where we just got the impression that he didn't. didn't How did we win a Champions League with players not? pulling their weight then. I, th I think that's a, a very lazy yeah, accusation no, if that's was, what was said. It was, perhaps it was last season. I don't know. I mean, look, to no, be, no, to be... The very fact that the re reputation of the club is so... I'm just trying to find... I'm trying to find a reason why um, from, you know, from tittle-tattle... Well, whatever, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one. ...is so completely oh. uninvolved because he's he's not motivated, I think is the is the answer. But I, I I mean, and you can understand why he turned up. Tuchel gets fired a week later after signing him. He was Tuchel's pick, so his manager goes, and then it all goes utterly to shit. So the 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 project or the the deal that he was sold goes up in flames immediately. I would say for a lot of the players that we're talking about who who appeared to you know down tools it coincided with us being sanctioned and then up for sale. So you could say the same about them. I mean, you know, we've been saying it about ourselves, that the club has fundamentally changed. We're not happy about it. Imagine if you play for that club, you earn your living at that club. If you work for a company, and I know this puts J JK and I on rather thin ice because we tend to avoid that kind of sordid behavior you're unemployable <laughs> okay thank you martin thank you martin but you know, to, if you, to be self-employed <laughs> indeed exactly nobody else would hire us but if you work for a big uh you know plc or something or even a smaller company and it gets taken over by new owners and they start firing people left right and center you just think well fuck that i've had a good innings here but i'm, I'm not into this anymore so off you want to go so i i think there's been a lot of that really and, re and remember that that raza is a legacy of that in some respects, or maybe was stupid enough to, to to sign when he should have thought of it thought of it better. Actually, you know. Anyway, I, just, I don't think there was. I think they were obviously given a prospectus when they joined, and the reality didn't match the the brochure. Yeah, got sold a timeshare or something. He started well, if you remember. He yeah, played competently, and he said at the time, "I've got to make more effort." I was, and I, yeah. I, I wasn't on it last year. He said that. He started well, so what has happened within the season for him? To well, I think he's—I think he's disillusioned. disillusioned. I think he's disillusioned. Um, you know, it has well, gone to shit. He was booed off. He was booed off. Yes. Well, I think because people are sick of him being shit, frankly, or, or not putting it in. Listen, we need to wrap this up. You but very quick, you don't boot any Chelsea player. Just putting that. No, out there. I, I didn't. I didn't. Shit as they are, I didn't I, boo I, him. I called him a. Not, a a, a Garrett. <laughs> you called but, him that, you know, but he didn't boo him. Yeah. Oh, I'd never, but, no, yeah, never boo I, a blue, mate. Never boo, boo, boo a blue. Listen, very quickly, because we got uh, we got our opposition view waiting in the wings. But uh, 
Uh, we're into a quarterfinal against Leicester. Uh, let's frank, be frank here. On paper, we should beat. We're one game away from Wembley for a semi-final. And I was kind of thinking, I was thinking a couple of years back, okay, we did finish in the top four, which kind of helps things immeasurably. But we got to two finals, lost them both, but we got to two finals. And I was thinking we've been to Wembley nearly every year for the last 20-odd years. If we were to get to uh, a semi-final and a final and a, and hopefully win it, I wonder what kind of a season it makes it. It puts a slightly different complexion on it, I think. We've got to a League Cup final where we were unlucky to lose, let's be honest here. We could get to another final and win it. I mean, then suddenly, is this like, you know, this is kind of like a, not, a, not a complete car crash of a season if that happens. And I'm like thinking, how can this be? Because it's, it's felt like it also. Again, more confusion, JK. Hmm. Yes, there is no logic to the season. There is no logic to their performances. There is no consistency. Uh, it, it is it is bewildering, Chidge, mm. I find. I watch them and think, you know, it's not a question of which team's going to turn up. It's which team's going to turn up for the next three minutes. Yeah. Suddenly they're dreadful. Then suddenly they're good. And then suddenly they do something absolutely appalling. I just think that, you know, if it had been a better side on Wednesday, if Leeds had been a better side, they'd have taken us to the cleaners. I mean, even from the very beginning, when when the bloke punted the ball out the pitch and um, James, who had been running like a madman deliberately at all the defence, um, spooked everybody, or got the ball in, uh, instead of Gilchrist and should have scored. But yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. enough and bumped up. And then I thought... You know, is this that was a terrible mistake? But is that down to the fact that that it's Gilchrist is is of all the inexperienced players we've got, despite being one of our own, is even more inexperienced because he's hardly played. Is that what you know? Is it is do do we forgive him for being you know nineteen and a reserve? In which case, should we be forgiving all of them? Well, indeed, and you're then stuck with this this dilemma. But you think surely the man who's won the World Cup should be a better player and more consistent. And then you'll do something fantastic. Like, well, like, you know, like, the, like the setting up of Connor's goal was brilliant. Or even the 45-yard rasping yeah. pass to the wing, which he does, which sets the whole thing up and you think, but then he'll come back and be caught in possession or give the ball away immediately. So it, you are constantly on the edge of your seat with, oh, that was quite good. Oh, no, that's terrible. No, that's good. And um, I, I know I can understand... Um, I can understand uh, Pochettino's dismay, really. Yeah, well, with indeed, we can. All right, we've got to wrap this up uh, very quickly. Uh, CFC UK, uh, remember, there, there should be another one out uh, on Saturday, I would imagine. Uh, so there we go. So if you want to get a copy on Saturday, you need to be listening out to these immortal words. Hurry up, it's only a pound. And you will find somebody to sell you one for only a pound. But uh, on a home match day, uh, there is a stall opposite uh, Fulham Broadway, uh, where you can go and have a chat with Marco and Chuckles and any, everybody else who's their DJ. If you can't do any of that, then subscribe to it by uh, emailing fanzine at cfcuk.net and uh, you will pay for a year subscription, 20 quid in the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid in the rest of the world. And uh, if you want it digitally, not a hard copy, it's six quid for a year subscription uh, for a PDF to be emailed to you every month and a quid each for either. Now pay via PayPal. And of course, the obligatory, you must buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share. To do this, you go to chelseafc.com and you search for Chelsea pitch owners. If you need me to explain it yet again, 
I would seriously worry for your sanity because I say this every week, but it means you will generally own a piece of Chelsea, a share of the freehold of the stadium. So that means you have a say in what happens to the stadium going forward, whether it's redeveloped and rebuilt or if they think of moving it. You will get a vote to uh, to say yay or nay, because without the CPO's agreement, nothing happens. Right. 110 quid for an electronic share, 175 quid for a framed share signed by a Chelsea player. Go and do it. You know it makes sense. Right. We'll be back for part two in a jiffy. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's match day problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea Football Fancast.com. Welcome back. It is the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show, and I am Stanford Chidge, and I'm joined by the delicious Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And the equally lovely Martin Wickham. Good evening. And now it is time for this. The Opposition View. It so is. Oh, that was quite a sexy little sting, wasn't it, JK? Did you like that? Uh, yeah. 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 That's, that's like your... Ugh, I'm, I'm just going to move on. Longer, Can you not make well, it longer? It's, it's only three fucking seconds long, mate. What are you supposed it's to be Stretch it like just... an elastic band. Yeah, yeah, no, but just do something. Gets, you know, then it goes the opposition view. Oh, I and could, I could level rather than yeah. That's what you. Have. Well, I tell you what. If you're so flaming clever, do another sting. I will. Okay. All right. Uh, so it is the opposition sting, and I am very, 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 very delighted to have the return of a lovely gentleman that we had on earlier in the season, a uh, very knowledgeable and informative man. It is it is the lovely Greville. Greville, how are you? I, JK says you've not been well. Are you feeling better now? Um, well, yes, but I've had breast cancer, which is... Oh, sort mate. Of, yeah, tell me about it. So, guys, check your moves. I'm being serious. Really, I'm, I'm I'm feeling myself up as we speak. Well, 
<laughs> I do, but I do that anyway. To be fair, yeah. Gravel. So, yeah. you know. No, it's, it's not been an easy couple of months, but no, I'm on the end. I'm clear. Good. And I'm just about getting back to myself, but it's been nasty. Yeah, I can believe that. Well, um, I'm, I'm delighted you're on the mend. But thank you. But there again, normally my football team is there to make me feel happy and joyous and optimistic. Mm. And candidly, the breast cancer has been uh, more exciting than the football, really. Well, I know. I hate I hate to do this to you, uh, particularly yeah. after that news. But uh, I, the, my first question to you really was, you know, where has it all gone wrong for Brentford this season? Um, 13 defeats in the last 17 matches. It's, it's very easy. It's very simple. It's injuries. Is it's, it simply injuries? It's nothing more, nothing less. I'll give you an example. About this time last year, we went to the Emirates and drew one all with Arsenal and scared the living daylights out of them and actually should have beaten them. Mm. Now, I looked at the 20 players that we had in that squad. Eight of those pl- players are injured. Blimey. So at the moment, leaving aside, we've lost our goalkeeper, but that's the way it was with David Rea. Um, I know he threw in one for, for you lot when Arsenal came came down with that cross from Mudrick, wasn't it? Um, but we had a fantastic back four. We had Aaron Hickey and Rico Henry as fullbacks. And we had Ethan Pinnock, who is one of the best centre-halves in this league, and no one's ever heard of him. And Ben Mee, who was wonderful. Um, of those five, how many do you think are available, ready, willing and fit? Zero. 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 Yeah. We won games through being very, very organised defensively, frustrating the hell out of people, and then absolutely hitting them in transition, which we did at your place when we beat you mm. 4-1. We wonderful, did last Wonderful time. speedy players. Wonderful speedy well, players. Point. Henry, Henry, um, what's his name? Mbuma. What's his name? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who was the other one? One other brilliant, brilliant player. I, you know, you yeah. think what pace, fantastic pace. I can't remember. That's the third one. One more. There was well, we've got Kevin Chardab. I'm not quite sure if you meant him, but we. No, I didn't we, mean anything. No, yeah, but the point about it is, we were beating top six teams justifiably. Uh, we went to the Etihad. We did the double over Man City yeah. last year. But the point is, we're doing it. It's mirrors now. We do not have, and it's easy to sit here and moan and why. We're, in, we're 15th or 16th in the Premier League. I'm delighted to be there. But at the moment, we don't have a back four. We don't have our ability to hit teams at pace and in transition because Rico Henry would burst up one wing and nobody could get near him. Brian and Bumo, who is the best team in this league, in this team by miles, forget Ivan Tony, and Bumo's the one. Yeah. He, Literally fell over a Brighton player uh, first week of November. We haven't seen him since. We might not. We might see him in a month. Every player that gets injured is out for weeks, well, months. Uh, Josh De Silva, that's the one you're thinking about. A really good player. Elegant, pacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did his hamstring at Fulham. Came back four months later. And two weeks, two weeks into his recovery, and uh, he's done his cruciates. He's out for a year. Ben Mee. Out for out for six months. Ethan Pinnock six weeks. Kevin Sharder, who's our record signing, a very pacey German striker and winger, fell over taking the last warm-up shot against Everton first week of September. Out for the season. Aaron Hickey, Scottish international fullback, played very well at your place at left back. Very good coming forward. 
did his hamstring in October, at the week after Chelsea in training, out for the season. We, I mean, look, it's no use whining and moaning. We just have to get on with it. But we can't get on with it because we are playing players who are not up to it. It's not their fault. They were there just to, you know, leaven out the squad. But they're all starting every week. We're defending like tarts. We have a goalkeeper that is just about making his way in now. He's, he's had four or five really shaky months. And suddenly in February, he played like a god. But he's letting in goals left, right and centre, which aren't his fault. We've got no centre-halves who can head a ball without Ethan Pinnock. We've got no pace. We've got Ivan Tony, who frankly is already writing you know, his farewells, but is doing OK. Uh, we've got when our best striker has been Neil Mope, that tells you how far we're oh. reduced. He's done well. He's got eight goals mm. for it. You can't moan at him. Mm. Um, we've got uh, Visser back from the African Cup of Nations, who's got a little bit of pace. But really, we have nothing. We are a mid-table championship team at the moment. As, as Harry Redknapp would say, we're down at the bare bones. No, no, we're we're underneath. We're underneath the barrel. We're scraping the other side. So, three nil, three nil victory, three nil victory tomorrow to you. Nah, we've lost it. We've lost don't worry, it. don't worry, Greville. He's normally bottom of our Premier League predictions see, league for a reason. I on this show, I say, are oh, you going to beat us four nil? But when it's at the bridge, I sort of have this sneaky feeling mm. to frustrate you, and then you'll do something stupid, mm. and invariably you do. Listen, the thing that best summed up the. Uh, my view on Chelsea was when we beat you 2-0, when you should have been out of sight at half-time, but you couldn't put us away. And the longer the game went on, the more we grew into it, actually. And in the end, we played some decent football. We can occasionally play some decent football. Mm -hmm. But our second goal, as you know, was that comic cuts one, when you got a corner, Sanchez lumbers up the field, the ball's headed clear, by, and then a boomer gets a touch on the edge, on the edge of the box over... Um, that left back you've got is who's gone to Bayern Munich, wherever he's gone, uh, wherever it's got. Uh, Madsen. Matt Madsen. Right. The ball comes out, and we have two players against Nort. Sanchez comes back, and actually he's he's an athlete, mm. and he Neil Mope's little legs were going as fast as they could, and Sanchez is chasing after him, and he catches him, and thank God Mope just about manages to get it to Mbumo, who scores in the empty net. But what summed up Chelsea to me, not one of your other players made the slightest effort to chase Who knew? Them. Who knew? But that's <laughs> not what you have. And, and I thought no. that was terrible. I know. You Listen. Know, at least Brentford try. Well, I well we could we, listen to the other parts of your show and you, you will concur. Uh, yeah. Now, listen, you, JK, how, how, many of, how many of them still play for Chelsea? Of that team? Year? Well, yeah. uh, it, was, many, it was October, mate. It was October. Oh, you're not talking about last season. You're talking about no, 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 no. Talking about the game this year. Yeah, yeah. I'd somehow, I'd somehow got rid of it from my, my memory. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I deliberately. Yeah. No, you I were thinking it. of the four-one, mate. You were thinking yeah, of the four-one. I was. One. I was. Yeah. I was no, yeah. no, no. This is the two-nil game where Palmer, Cole Palmer. Yeah. Oh my God, I could have hugged him. What a wonderful player. And you know, if someone plays like a genius, he is. Yeah, it's like going to West Ham, and of course they have uh, their best player back, Akita, and he ran rings around us with kudos on Tuesday. We don't have those sort of well, we do in Mbumo and Henry, but we don't have anyone with that X factor. 
But but you do have Ivan Tony back. Yeah, yeah. Um, is he is he back and firing Greville, or is he you know basically he's off? I mean, he is off in the summer, isn't he? I mean, yeah, of course he's off in the summer. Yeah. But who's he who's he off to? Do you think? God only knows. I mean, I'm certain the deal's done because yeah. you know we you know we've we've actually um, replaced him already, which is really good, which is typical Brentford. Uh, we've signed his replacement from Brugger, as opposed Brugger. to um, Club Brugger. A Brazilian that no one's heard of called Igor Thiago, who scored 25 goals for Bruges this season. Um, and we paid 35 million for him, which is, by God, you know. A lot of money for you. It's 12 million over our record signing. Wow. But that's Brentford. Brilliant to actually sign the replacement before we sell the guy. Tony's gone. In his head, he's gone. Okay. Um, but he knows that he has to put it in this season because he wants to play in the in the Euros. Yeah. And he's actually done well. He's not match fit. Mm. He's not match fit. He's been ill as well. Um, so he's doing his best with nothing around. He misses his his son, little Brian, who, you know, the two of them would really play well together. So he's playing on his own, although him and Mope have done okay together. Um, mm. By the way, do you either of you, any of you remember that wonderful bit of shithousery that Mo, Mope did at your place when you got got a um, free kick towards the edge, of, right on the touchline near the edge of the penalty area, and Mope is hop skipping and jumping, frolicking along the touchline as a substitute, and he walked onto the pitch and frolicked past. La 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 la. la. He got in the way, didn't he? Yeah, and kicked he, the ball, kicked the ball about two feet, yeah, and he nearly, he nearly got clouted for his trouble, it, didn't he? I have to say. Comedy, as JK will know, is about timing. Yeah. The timing was wonderful. And what made it even funnier was the camera then cuts to Thomas Frank's face, which is like thunder. Because here is his only reserve striker yeah. getting booked before and before he comes onto the pitch. And Mope likes and likes and likes a nice late tackle. So he's a walking red card. Mm. Uh, although generally he knows just about how far to go. So anyway, mm. look. Um I've no idea who we're going to play tomorrow. I've no idea if we're going to play the normal 3-5-2. We would normally do that, but we don't have three decent centre-halves left. They're all, they're all injured. JK. Um, um, Paul Burgess here says, um, you have a, a Greville, seriously, you've got a gem in the 21s, Ryan Tremel, great player in the making. Do you, do you Ryan agree with Tremel. That? He's absolutely yeah. right. He's injured. <laughs> 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 Sorry, um, I, must, we, I mustn't laugh. No, 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 listen, listen, uh, it, it's great. He actually went to Exeter. He's, he's, this is interesting in that we signed him from Leatherhead. He's quite posh, apparently. We signed him from literally like a boys club. And he went into the B team, which is now producing good players. But he was a filler, you know, because the good players have got to have people to, around them to play. He was a filler. and sudden, But he's kicked on. And he went on loan to Exeter this season, played really, really well for them, and is a star in the making. We've got another one called Yihar Yamoliuk, who's just 20 today, who's a Ukraine under-21 international. He'll probably be on the bench tomorrow. He actually came on at your place, and he's very skillful. Um, but the best example of Brentford, what's going on, we actually spent four million quid on a 17-year-old Turkish uh, midfield player, whose name I can't even begin to pronounce who was playing in the Turkish Super League or whatever it's called uh, at 17, which is pretty good. And he's a defensive midfield player and he's a little squat fella, very skillful. I've seen, you know, we've all seen all the videos, you know, when we sign a player, we all scour YouTube, as I'm sure you guys do. 
And he came in. I, I don't actually, Grove. I can't be honest, mate. And <laughs> in his first training session, he has done his he's he's, he's done his cruciates. <laughs> Honestly, his you look, you are you are worse. You are you are worse than us. I thought look, we were the worst. He's interviewed even to worse the fans, than us. And he hobbles on in his puffer coat on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our new signing. Um, the, the whole season has been a total fucking disaster. Bloody hell. Well, okay, on but, that point, I mean, you're, uh, go on, JK. No, I was just going to say that Fafana, you know, one of our supposedly great signings, Pochettino was asked at the press conference today, was there any possibility of him coming back to play this season? And he went, he said, oh. who? He went, he went, oh, hmm, yes, oh, um, let me think. Um, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> they said. Didn't 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 we loan him to Burnley or something? Is what he said. He's done well. He could play for Farnham. Yeah, yeah. Well, not not the one who's like you know. Well, the, one is, the one who's playing for Burnley looks quite. Decent. Only one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that that one. Yeah, that's, that's David. David. Uh, whatever his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one that you've forgotten because he's never hardly played for us. And if he was a horse, we should shoot him. Now, listen, uh, Gravel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, serious matters. You're five points from the relegation mm. zone. Are you worried? I mean, I can't believe there's any pressure on on Frank, particularly no. given the injury woes. But are you worried that it might happen? Well, I'm worried for Thomas Frank because he's looking increasingly harassed because there is nothing he can do. It is literally beyond anyone's control what is going on. And if you, if you think I'm laying it on with a trowel, actually I'm not. It mm. is beyond beyond the joke what's going on will we go down i don't know because thankfully this is a very good season to be shit given what's at the bottom of the league um luton do flatter to deceive luton plays some nice slick football yeah. but they can't defend they defend worse than us uh sheffield united and burnley have gone burnley are this year's norwich in that they thought they could come and play the same sort of expansive wonderful open football in the premier league and of course you can't now, if we get relegated, we'll go back to playing wonderful, expansive football in the championship to get back up to this league where we'll then go all tough and nasty again. So, I mean, Thomas Frank has done an incredible job getting what he squeezing what he has out of not an awful lot. But we have some good players. You know, Christian Norgard is a superb defensive midfield player who would actually enhance clubs a lot higher up the food chain than us. But am I worried? Yeah, of course I'm worried because... If for some reason Luton suddenly win three games out of five, which they could do, although the statistics would say they won't, we're in deep shit. Because mm -hmm. until we get Ethan Pinnock back, who holds the defence together, we are never going to get a clean sheet. Until we get Brian and Bumo back, and the earliest we're saying is after the next international break, so it's really, it's really April, we're not going to hit teams in transition. So my view is if we can end up being five points clear at the end of March, having maybe got, we've got you, we've got Arsenal away next week. So that's no points. We've got Burnley away. They'll probably beat us. And then we've got Man United at home. We might beat them. Beaten 4-0 last year. Screwed, you know, absolutely murdered them. If we can be where we are at the beginning of April, I think we might just about be okay. Well... Uh, turning towards tomorrow, yeah. Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, proper time for football. That's a rare. That's a rare. I know. Finding me. Uh, exactly. Now, um, you are unbeaten against us in the last four. In fact, you've won three out of the last four against us, and in fact, you've kept three clean sheets in the last three. Oh, and in the yeah, in the Premier League, <laughs> you've obviously only played us twice at home. 
We haven't scored a goal. We haven't scored no, a goal. No, you haven't yeah. scored a goal and you no. haven't actually beaten us because we won one, yeah. one nil and we drew the other. So it's a bit kind of swings and roundabouts this. But yeah. I mean, I wonder if this fits into a slightly older narrative, which is, you know, you, you beat us by playing on the counter attack mm. and we're too stupid to be able to stop it. But actually at home, it's a different kettle of fish because you actually have to come out and play and maybe we can pick you off. So that's kind of what I'm thinking about. Well, you might be right. If we play three five two, we would try and pick. We'd try and we we would actually sit back in a low block, even at home against you. Um, now, it's just possible he might decide to go for it a little bit with a four three three, but I think that's um, going to be disastrous if he does that because you you are too good for us on the break. You will do us. One of your players will rouse themselves out of his sloth and lethargy and do something fantastic, and you'll. Be- it won't be Raheem Sterling. No, you'll beat us 2-0. But um, the, it was interesting because last year we had a 0-0 board draw uh, where the only exciting things were Graham Potter and Thomas Frank spending most of the game chatting to each other. Um, <laughs> and But the game in 21-22, you beat us 1-0 and we absolutely... That's when we were all having to wear those kind of Air Ray Warden tin hats, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Chilwell said it was like the Blitz or something. It was. Like that. It was it, yeah. Because you did we more were, damage uh, to West London that night than Hitler did. In, yeah, in I mean, we were War. very, very direct. But Mendy had a game he like did. you will not yeah. believe. I mean, he made five or six saves in about a 20 minute period when you could not get the ball out of your third, last third. Particularly from the throw-ins, the throw-ins were fan- the flick-on from the yeah, throw-ins. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you see, we can't even do that because Ethan Pinnock is crucial. Because Ethan Pinnock has this—he's like—he's like a one of those jump jets. He really has an incredible vertical leap, and he wins everything. So basically, we've lost every single weapon that we have. It's almost like God doesn't like us, or he's picking off the wings of a butterfly one by one. Yeah. You know, we get a player back. Oh, great. Shit. Two more have gone. Yeah. Well, and I mean, sounding paranoid, but you know what? They really are out. Yeah, but this. Greville, this is how we felt for a lot of this season as well, because our injury yeah. list is, I mean, it's it's like emergency ward 10, and it has been all season. I mean, we've got Nkunku, who was supposed to be, yeah. you know, the man to, to kind of take us back to where we belong. And he's, he, he's hardly played all season. He comes back and he gets injured the first, second game. Uh, Lavia, he comes back. Uh, having not played all season, gets injured that game. So I feel your pain, my friend, but you're not alone. Now, listen, uh, how's it going to go? Stick a number on it for us. Uh, Nil three. Really? Yeah, really, really. We can't do anything at the moment. Wow. And And I'm not, I know occasionally I've said this to you in the past, but actually I've had my fingers crossed under the table, particularly at Stamford Bridge, because I'm thinking, you know what? If they come out in their normal sort of arrogant way, we'll do them. Now I'm genuinely thinking we don't have much to hit you with. Mm. And you said this last for the home game, for yeah. our home game. Yes. Look yeah. how that turned out. You're going to win it. So you had your fingers crossed at the time, did you? you just just a little bit. Because I genuinely yeah. felt if we could hold out till half time, you would get frustrated. The crowd would start murmuring, which they did. Um, I was sitting right in the Chelsea end, by the way, and one of your very tut, tut. interesting people sussed me. Oh, no! Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, if you say anything, you're going to get slap, all right? Yeah, a little bit like that. A little bit like that. So it's it's me, actually, Greville. That's a bit hairy. But actually, when we scored that ridiculous second goal, 
I thought the guy was going to have apoplexy. <laughs> he was more concerned about his blood pressure than me. So I, I escaped. Um, but no, genuinely, you if you if you decide to play a little bit, just come at us, and one of our centre halves that are left will do something will do something calamitous. We we gave Liverpool four goals. We lost four one to Liverpool, having played really well for half yeah. an hour and being on top. And then literally, we gave them four goals, and I mean, gave them. You should look at them. Wow. You'll weep or you'll cry with laughter. So it's not a good time, but who knows? Maybe well, we I- shall see. We we shall see, won't we, about five o'clock on, on Saturday. No doubt you'll be there, Greville. I will be there. JK, you'll Very be quickly, there. Just a couple of questions. Dear Greville, any ideas on why so many players are getting injured? Any ideas why it is just Oh, bad boy, that's the $50 million question. Um, nobody knows because they're getting in. There's some, a lot of contact injuries, which of course you can do nothing about, but there'd be an awful lot of hamstrings and cruciates, yeah, soft muscle injuries, yeah. um, which, which is soft, soft tissue injuries. Yeah. There've been an awful lot of injuries in training. Yeah. And we've even had two warming up before the game. Yeah. So have we, yeah. neither has, well, one has not been seen since September. Yeah. Yeah. The other was out for six, eight weeks. So that something from, is uh, going on. Just to say, Bob, that was from Bob. Sorry, I just want to mention another Bob. one was: is is um, is Frank attempted to go somewhere else? Do you think attempted um, to go somewhere else? That's from um, Neil Hoy. Yeah, I don't know. Perhaps I should get him on the back phone and ask him. I have no idea. I look. Yeah. My view is he owes us nothing. He's an incredible manager or head coach. The players love and adore him. He makes average players play really good football. We play some good football. And he deserves a chance somewhere higher up the food chain. But you know what? The thing about Brentford is we're such a well-organised club, because genuinely we are. They will know who the next manager is. It will all be organised. It will all be set up. Um, The one we don't want to lose is the director of football, to be quite honest, because he's just as valuable, if not more so, than Thomas Frank. It's interesting when you see it work at a club in a way that it's clearly not working at Chelsea. Greville, I I, I kind of half wish you luck, actually, for tomorrow, but I'm, I can't really bring myself to that. But I can say it's really lovely to see you, and I'm delighted to hear that you're on. I'm sorry to hear you've had some troubles, but I'm delighted yeah. to see that you're on the mend, mate. No, that's kind. Um, look, I've been incredibly healthy and fit for an awful long time, and then suddenly when you realise you're not actually as immortal as you thought yeah. you were, it's quite a chastening experience. It is. Yeah, so, no, guys... Check yourselves or get your partner to check you. And I'm actually, for once, being really serious. No, che- yeah, anyway, exactly. Check um, yourselves. It's I'm lovely to you. Some reassurance as well. Sorry. Sorry? Uh, regarding, um, regarding Brentford's defenders, I'm invoking the um, David McGoldrick rule on Irish internationals. Nathan Collins will turn into prime fucking Beckenbauer tomorrow afternoon. No, I don't think so. Nathan, Nathan, <laughs> I hope not, but I'm, Nathan I'm not gone. Collins actually played well at your pick. Nathan Collins is either, he's like little girl with the curl. He's either absolutely brilliant or he is ridiculous. And some of the goals he's given away is our record signing. We paid 23 million for him, but he's only 22. I mean, that's nothing for a centre half. No. Um, but the one you want to buy, and I'm being quite serious, is Ethan Pinnock because that mm. guy oozes class. You just do not get the ball past him. How old is he? Oh, he's 30, but he's wonderful. No, we, we won't be buying him then, Greville. He's told too old. What about oh, Ivan Tony? Pattern. I should ask you, what do you think the interest is in Ivan Tony? If he's over 25 and wants over 150 grand a week, he ain't coming to Chelsea because that's what they're doing. 
because they're yeah. so clever. They're so data driven and really clever and understand football. <laughs> he's got to go. Who is, this, who is this Thiago Igor, the man with the reversible? Igor, Igor. You see, he's very, very goal scorer. He's the one we've just signed to replace when I was met. Obviously, you were dozing 15 I'm minutes. You said, yeah. No, they'll, they'll put in a bid for him, even though he's yeah. got a history of injury. Trust me, that because he's he fits the demographic. You I'd, know? Li I'd like us to buy Yeehaw. That would be great. Yeehaw, Yeehaw. He's actually really good. <laughs> the Americans will think he's an American or something, won't they? <laughs> they'll love it. Listen, guys, I wish you well. Give us a couple. Give us at least a point. We need something. Because I assume you want to play yeah. us next season or are you really... Yeah, because I like a trip down to Brentford. So, you know, yeah. I can't I can't make it tomorrow because I shall be I shall be prancing around Portsmouth Naval Dockyard, Dockyard on the victory with some uh, history mates, one of whom is on our show uh, quite regularly. So uh, I, I won't, even, won't even see the match on a hooky stream tomorrow. So it's very you unlike me. You sounded a bit like George Melly then, and one of you might even know who I'm talking about. Well, George mate, I, I've met George Melly. Rum, Rum, Bum and Concertina was his book. I'm, I met George Melly at some party I went to at uh, Kensington Roof Gardens, yeah. and Cynthia Payne was there. Madam Sin was there, and Madam I danced. Sin. Oh, I, my I, word. I, I, did, I you had a drink. did you have your lunch vouchers? Did you have your lunch vouchers? No, I didn't. I didn't, sadly. But I, I did. I did talk <laughs> and have a drink. I had a drink with George Melly for about half an hour, and I yeah. danced with Madam Sin. Uh, so how about that? Were the, were the, were the feet warmers playing? Because that was his yeah. band. Yeah. John Chilton. John Chilton. Yeah. Little... Tell yeah. you what, we have lost 95% of your audience have just gone click. Yeah, actually, yeah. you're right. You can see as well, can't you? Listen, mate, look, best of luck. Stay right. well. And yeah. uh, hopefully we'll catch you at a game and have a beer Happy sometime. All the best, guys. Always lovely to see you. There we go. You Brilliant. Cheers. Absolutely fantastic, Greville, our favourite, favourite Brentford person. Now, uh, after this very short break, we will be talking about our preview of Brentford versus Chelsea. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Football Fancast. There we go. Welcome back. It's me, Stafford Chidge. It is the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show, and I am joined by Jonathan King. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. How are you, my old dear? It's real diddly, 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 diddly music, isn't it? It's borderline racism, it's mate. Rhythm. Bright as a Borderline button. racism. Borderline racism. Playing diddly yeah. diddly music just because it's Martin. Uh, I think you could have gone with much better. In, yeah. uh, he, he deserves a, he deserves it's a Jimmy slap. McGregor. It's Jimmy McGregor. It's the great Jimmy McGregor. Unbelievable. No, anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's time for us to preview Brentford versus Chelsea. And it is behoven upon us to bow down to the great Jonathan Kidd for his presser summary, because he watches the press conferences so we don't have to. Oh, Chidge. Chidge, I would like to start, actually, with uh, a little bit of the uh, the end of the, the Leeds presser. When uh, um, he came on looking very dishevelled, uh, with uh, a lot of growth about his beard, and um, he talked about character, uh, and quality and um, 
Uh, uh, his normal thing is he talks about a fantastic <laughs> effort. Sorry, I, I've got breaking news because Martin's laughing. His I think I've off. seen the comment as well. <laughs> Brian O'Donovan. Cheers, Brian. Lovely to hear from you. JK is a closet racist. Really, he is especially to us Irish. <laughs> Rumble, mate. Rumbled. Excuse me. My dad was Irish. <laughs> yeah, but he was Northern Irish. And? Well, well I, like I love that tune. I love that tune. Bright as a button. Oh, I, I, I love it. I thought, I, I thought you'd appreciate it. But Brian, would you not appreciate that? I love that. That's what isn't that isn't that I think I think your your punishment should be next next Monday we do the show. You have to come dressed as Michael Flatley. No, I'd be happy to do some um some idiot dancing. Oh no, it's not idiot dancing. You can't say that. Tell you what, let's move on to your presser summary, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was over I was in I was in um I was in. Uh, I was on the, the 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 what you call it show. The one equivalent to the one show the other day. On, 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 on RTE. Yeah, talking about my dad. Yeah. yeah no, that's that's the that's um, the Republic. If it was BBC, it would. It's nationwide. No, it, was it was on. He was on no, RTE. No, it wasn't. It wasn't one show. It was the equivalent. It was an equivalent. Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Oh, nationwide. Anyway, anyway, where were we? Can I? Can we just move swiftly on? Thank you. Yes, yeah. I think we should. <laughs> The Leeds presser. Now, here's an interesting thing that um, uh, young Barnett, uh, young spy, asked at the very end. He said, um, uh, he, he actually said this in the press conference. Gary Neville should be call, called out for talking bollocks, as there has been improvement. He said he that. actually He actually said bollocks? Yeah, he said bollocks. Well done, spy. Well done. Let's get back on the fan cast. He's brilliant. It was an audible gasp. From you know every single um, journo who, of course, uses far worse language when they're normally talking to each other. But the fact it was said in the environment of a press conference. So we had a in an iconic way. Rather than the. Yeah, no, we'll get on to that. There was a lot of today, but he said. But in fact, there are too many players of the same age needing development, and they don't play. And if they don't play, they don't develop. He said, I felt very, I felt sorry tonight for Mudrick and Madweke. They're not match sassy, as he put it. Not he match means savvy. He means savvy, doesn't he? He said sassy. Yeah, he means, I know, but he means not savvy. Match, yeah, prepared. Too many players of the same age and the same needs for development. And yet you can't do it. And he came back and Potch said, yes, well, you can't do it with everyone, meaning that he had 11. He said, we need time. Same thing. Good question. I think he got out of jail because Potch said it was a good question. They are young and they need to play, which I thought was very interesting. Because um, it, 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 we, we sway, don't we, between wanting to say um, they're a pile of shit. And then the manager then comes up with something that you say, well, yeah, but we're trying to deal with the fact that they're all very young. They haven't played very much in this and potentially they will improve and they have improved and you have to say that in comparison with some of the dreadful performances they have improved but it's the as I keep saying it's the the fact that they're suddenly dreadful in the middle of a game where they've been playing quite well and then they're good and then they're dreadful again and they make terrible errors it's so it's so difficult to um to come away with a with an overall feeling that there is a plan 
Um, and his, his response to this, you have to said, have to see if young players are all together or whether we need a different style. Now, a very interesting point. He reacted to this because it was such an interesting point, actually. And I think we should all li listen to this. He said, we have to see if young players are all together or whether we need a different style of profile of player in the squad. Mm -hmm. So in other words, he's saying we may have to sell them. Which is the first time he said that. And he said that as a response to Neil Barnett um, looking frustrated, but saying, good point, good, well said. It's almost as if he let the mask down a bit with that. And I was intrigued because he, 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 it, normally, if he doesn't really get on with the question, he just waffles and says complete non sequiturs in English that don't make any sense because they're weird translations in his head. But this is verbatim have to see if young players are all together, what he meant by that, if they're all playing together well, or whether we need a different style of profile of player in the squad. And that was on Wednesday. And I was intrigued by that. Anyway. Um, well, can I just comment on that? Yeah. I think I think he knows he's going to get the tin tack in the summer. So he's now in that kind of, well, I don't really care what I say mode. I'm just going to tell them what they need to know. Fuck them. Do you reckon that's that's the yeah, case? I yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, it might and remember, case. I'm a psychotherapist. Hey, hey, hey! Which is hey. like a 21st century version of a seer or a, a, or a mind Meg. reader. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mystic Meg. Hey, by the way, yeah. we didn't mention this in part one. We didn't mention. Oh, oh, yes, I can see a long life being chained to the Chelsea fan club. Right. Um, we didn't say this. In part, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't say this in part one. Guess who predicted three two last. Monday or Friday, Monday, wasn't it? Me. Who said no? Me. I said three oh, two. Oh, yeah, me. You did. Yeah. yeah I yeah, am Mystic yeah. Meg. Yeah. Yeah. You got it worked in. Yeah. Yeah. It's what well, it's useless asking me to predict anything, isn't it? Because I'm, you know, one thousand one hundred and fifty eighth in the in the uh, the prem predictions. You know, you're so. that high. Sorry, you're right. You're right. I'm one thousand four hundred and fifty eight. How dare I? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, right. get on with the presser, mate. I sorry. Yeah, I get on with the presser. Um. Um. Silver and Cucurella may be in the squad. Possible to be in squad, he said. They're not going to be playing in the not pick from the beginning. Um, uh, Unkunku asked about Unkunku. Um, hamstring finally knew about it. Um, bad luck. Um, he was so good pre season. Yes, we fucking know that, Potch. Yes, he was. We know. Hardly played since. And it's surely, and, um, and somebody said, um, somebody said, is it no more than bad luck? And he then did that wonderful thing where you want to actually shake him. You want to go and potch, say, for fuck's sake, Podge, when he says, I do not have the knowledge about medicine. And you go, yeah, well, fucking course you don't. But you might have spoken to one of the medical people. You might have had a word with the medical scarf rather than saying, saying scarf. I said scarf, medical scarf, medical staff, rather than, uh, uh, than just retreat into that shit. And he went, um, and um, uh, th somebody then said, um, will there be a win? And he went, <laughs> and they all went, <laughs> and he said, my mood is always tried to be constant. What the fuck was that? What? What? Anyway. That well, that's quite an old Sorry, Martin. Go on, Martin. Maybe he meant consistent. Yes. Well, to be, to be really fair, as this JK will know, it's a very yes. old fashioned way of saying consistent. I like it. it like. I am constant by your side. Yes, The Constant Husband is a film from the 50s it is, it starring is Rex Harris. Yes. It is indeed. Yes. So there we go. 
and has been maybe he's speaking the better English than we do. Everyone's spoken about the Gary Neville comments at length, was the question given to him. And he went, <laughs> and everybody went, statement, <laughs> not a fucking question. Uh, yes. God almighty. Gary Neville comments. <laughs> anyway, did not, ins well, yes, did it inspire the players, said the journalist. Good thing in a way. And he did the pointing the finger. Potch got the finger out and went, no, no. No, 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 no. Five no's. Not a good thing, he said. To be professional, he then said something. He sh shook his head. To be professional, I always want to win. And we win not because it was because of a comment of Gary. He put said, it's not for sure. I need to make clear. Everybody laughed. <laughs> Why? Why? Important people like Gary, you pay attention. But only that. You move on. Okay, then suddenly, Connor getting goals now. He says he loves playing for Pochettino. Huge mirth. <laughs> why? Why? Tell me why. Please, why, everybody? And he says, I want to clarify this or some coach will become jealous. <laughs> when he say this, he mean whole coaching staff <laughs> and the club. <laughs> And all the coaches love him. Oh, and the bloke said, and all the coaches love him too. And he says, Jesus is here now. Do you love him? And Jesus in the front row says, yes. Huge laughter from everybody. <laughs> everybody falling apart. The fact that Jesus says he loves Connor. Um, well, Jesus loves him. He's then asked the question. Now, it's a religious how, preacher. That's all it is. <laughs> How hard will you fight to make sure he stays? Uh, and he then says, you could, you know the answer. I don't know why they keep asking this. He's going to say, it's got nothing to do with me. It's, it's, it's to do with the club. And he says, that is another thing that is two-part. I cannot be involved in this. It's between the club and Connor, which is the same answer. So why the fuck is asked by this question? God knows. I am the coach who needs to be in my place. Um, from your perspective, it would be uh, inconceivable for him to um, leave in the summer. Um, we know how important he is. And he then avoids it by saying, I take best decision for team and the club. If Connor deserved to play, that's my decision. To pick best starting 11 is my job and to win games. Meaningless. Um, last six days. Hard. Maybe, yes, we have faith in uh, we have faith in them. We were so close. Many big chances, energy drop. That's why we lost, which we all agreed in. What was said on Monday team meeting? Well, um, we met after the game. Painful. Find revanche to play. I don't know what this word is. He keeps using it. Is it a Spanish word? Anybody got an answer in uh, in um, in the chat? Revanche. Nada. Spanish. Spanish. Find revanche to play. Um, all wanted to play. Um to give a game, all wanted to play game of lead. You want to say to him, it's Leeds, you pillock. Um, uh, it's one of the things I don't get with Potch, as I'll say this, is it's, he's been here off and on for 11 years. Why isn't his English better? Well, yeah, I don't, not I everybody don't... has a... Well, I mean, like I said to you last week, not everybody has a talent for languages. No, but I don't think it's that. I think surely you, you make an effort. You really make an effort, not a question of talent. You make an effort. To, and all of these same things he gets wrong all the time. Well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he uses it as a as a as a useful defense and a deflection a tool. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
You know who used to do that? Ranieri. Ranieri spoke a lot better English than he ever let on. I think he got better, but he just left it at the same level. Didn't he, he? He, he did that. And I think you've seen quite a lot of foreign managers do that, pretend they don't yeah. know what they're being asked. And you know. They helped Conte, didn't it? Because Conte was very, very slow all the time. And in fact, he was a firebrand if you actually saw him in any of his Italian uh, press conferences. He was really lost his temper all the time, but prevented him from losing his temper. Anyway, how much have you learned about players? We're learning from them that they are learning. Okay, yeah. Um, start to team, under, start... Uh, um, Start to learn, understand each other. Um, uh, already, oh yes. Then bollocks in a in a final with no experience. Already, we know the profile of the player. We know how they have behave with each other. They know the level of high pressure and stress we see in the final. I think what he's trying to say is that that the final has helped them in some way. And then he was asked, "Who will play in goal tomorrow?" Poch foxed by this. Tomorrow, he says. Uh, and the bloke says, the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, he says. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I tell you or not tell. Huge disintegration of audience. It's ended soon, everybody. We're soon to the end of it. Here we are. Stage five, we're coming up here. Um, they already know you know. But we don't, was the question. <laughs> Important wait until an hour before. Um, Always tough when you need only 11. Always exciting to play. 20 or 19 players. 11 need to start in different circumstances. So what he's actually saying is he, he tends to look at the team. He might make a, a change depending on the opposition. I'm not seeing much of that. He's been there for nine months, nine months in charge. And he says, the baby is there. Nine months. Everybody laughs. <laughs> um, what's your ideal success when May comes? And this is when he talked absolutely. You know, what he was talking about. Maybe I'm responsible not to splain more splain. I don't say I'm going to agree uh, to get the um, don't say I'm going to get the blame because when that happened, you are talking about the expectation of realities. Yes, um, we translate in the right way the message. And then he says, I've forgotten the question. Everybody laughs. Um, he re he's repeated it. Um, uh, the, the aims we would have ideal success, win every single game. We're Chelsea. Hope we can win all the games and get to the final of the FA Cup. Um, uh, after the half-time, uh, the half-time teams come out lacking energy. You spoke about tiredness. We need to help to recovery them, he says. Brentford have more time to prepare. Uh, we've had three games in six days. We help them in recovery as soon as possible. And then he says, he's asked about Fafana. Um, Fafana, not this season. Unfortunately, difficult to see him. But you never know. And I think that means that was the end of that. Um, um, and finally, Mudrick playing in the middle. As I said, Opportunity Connect team read the game differently. But he was actually just saying he wandered across when he shouldn't have done. Um, uh, loves playing for the team. Oh, yeah. Connor loves playing for the team. Um, like, oh, no, sorry. It's this is Trevor. Loves playing for the team like a new signing. We are so happy. And on that note, they finished. So the, the gist of it for me was he was asked very similar questions to the ones he normally is about Connor. He was asked about um, uh, what Silver and, uh, and Cucurella would be doing as they're now vaguely fit. Well, they may be in the squad, but he's not sure. I don't know what you feel or what you would feel about whether Cucurella should be involved. 
No, um, I mean, and he, he always does he, that, doesn't he? He never he puts care anymore. He never. No, they won't be in the team. But whether it's, I, I don't think. Or... I don't think. I don't think we've missed Cucurella one iota. Do you? No, never, no, 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 no. Um, and I mean, I love Silver, but I mean, apart from the idiocy on Wednesday, uh, that I think we, we look, we do look better defensively. I've got to be honest. In some respects, not all. To be fair, I think. I think. I think Silver is brilliant at, at, at helping them to manage a game out. But uh, I just think it, it, he does slow us down and, and makes us less effective elsewhere on the pitch. And that's for real. Although, again, you, the counterpoint to that is that he is always capable of picking a 50-yard ball to feet. So, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? But there you go. JK, well done for uh, going through that punishment. It must be like torture. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Some of it just gets a bit dull. It's the dullness of it, which which he... I hope I don't convey that. I, I almost feel I want to... To, to cut it, but it's it's the fact that he prevaricates and um uh and and says similar things to certain answers. Oh. In the midst of that, you get some really decent stuff. That business about him saying uh, initially about yes, I think we may have to alter somebody the profile of the player that we have. Whether well, that's, that's the next yeah. season was was a really well, interesting point for me. Of course, the journos uh, didn't even notice that. No doubt. No, nothing. No, no. no. No, um, I'll tell you what, uh, this will interest you, but uh, the the lovely David Walker, our, our Man City opposition view, who we, we're very fond of, actually, he's, a, he's, a, he's an absolutely thoroughly decent bloke and, a, and a, proper, a proper City fan, actually. But I saw, and I follow him on Twitter, obviously, and I saw he, he put out a tweet today, and it could have been written by you or me, in ter- or Martin, in terms of the press conferences. He said exactly the same thing about the pressers, as we do about ours, that the journalists just ask fucking stupid, retarded questions. And it's pointless. So I think it's universal and, and basically making the point it's all for them to get a sound bite and then they can make it a news headline, yada, 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 you know. But it was interesting that Spy asked that question and he was rude and, and got the best response. Well, that's, that's Spy all over. I'd love to know who he was. Maybe it was he was he got in there on a serious ticket. Yes, I think it, yeah, I think he mentioned yeah. it. In. Results, we need yeah. to get spy back. We haven't seen him for donkeys, and I do like a bit of spy. All right, okay. It's now for JK's favourite thing of his, of the entire week. Oh, they played for both. No, we might not oh. do that tonight because we actually did it earlier in the season, didn't we? I know, I know. Fair enough. I know. I was kidding. It's um, it, even it's though Nathan, even though even though Nathan has very kindly sent me on Twitter the answers again, but he I, he can't have it both ways. He told me. He told me off for doing it again for the same team last week. So I thought, well, we better not do it this week. So he I'm wants confused. to ask Martin a question. Ch- Chelsea Grave Society. Wants well, to ask tell him, him you have to write it. Then we can ask it, Nathan. It's kind of how it works. Right. Okay. It's time for this. No sting with this. Just a bit of visual magic. It is Chidge's, <laughs> Chidge's team selection. Now, I've changed it up a bit, actually, as a consequence of... Uh, of Wednesday night. Um, I've gone with the same back four. Well, not the same back four that they started with, but I've gone the gone with the same back four that I like, which is Chilwell, Colwell, Dizaz, Dizazi, and Gusto with Petrovic in goal. Yeah, Petrovic in goal, not Sanchez. Petrovic in goal. He's better. Now, then I get a bit funky because I think I think Enzo is knackered absolutely knackered and I did think he played all right in parts against Leeds but I think either he or Caicedo he or Moises need a rest and that's exactly kind of what what Poch was also saying in the presser I believe uh so I've opted to rest um Enzo uh, but there's some method in my madness because I also quite liked uh Mudrick playing in the 10 role 
and I can't stand Sterling. So so my my team has been selected on this basis. So basically, I've put Gallagher back where Enzo normally plays because we know that Gallagher can do that job pretty well. So you've got Gallagher and Caicedo as a two. And then in, in your three, you've got Jackson because I like him on the left. I've got Mudrick effectively playing as the number 10 because I think, well, why not? Let's see if he can do it again. And I've got Madaweki, Lord help me, uh, on the right. But I just, in all good consciousness, cannot stand the thought of Raheem Sterling playing at all. And I've got Palmer in his kind of weird, like, you know, going wherever he likes number nine role. So it's a bit funky this week. And I've got a bit off piste, I think, JK. But that's me team. We're sort of in a world of of guesses again, aren't we? Because um, well, no, it's my team. It's what I would be. I don't care what. I know it always is. And yeah, indeed, indeed, yeah. And your your team is is praiseworthy, Chidge. Um, it's giving Mudrick another chance. Uh, it's doing in fact what Spy was saying is you know that he felt that both Mudrick and Mudweke were victims of their own not being playing very well early in the season, so they're not given an opportunity to play regularly. Um, well, on so that point, that, on, on that point. I, I mean, for all of his faults, and he can be com a complete tart, is how I would describe Madueki. He could do something brilliant one minute and then fall over his laces the next. He can tr track back and tackle somebody one minute and forget to do it the next. I mean, he, he is an all-over-the-shot player. But I tell you what, I would rather have him start than bloody Raheem Sterling. I yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree. Do you think, um, uh, as... Rob Dog J says that uh, Cassidy make 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 an appearance if that's the case because he did mention in the press conference the main thing was the lack of energy in the second half and they've had three games in six days so yeah um, he may he may mix it? it up he may mix it up I didn't think Cassidy had a terribly excellent game the previous one that he played when he gave the final he gave the goal away didn't he against um, uh, uh, who did we play just before the cup final City uh, City City yeah, he didn't. He didn't close down. He yeah, was, but he uh, just come on, blah blah blah. Oh no, and he's young and whatever. Yeah, yeah, not young. They're all young. Can't say that anymore as an excuse, can you? Because they're all exactly the same age, other than than uh, Chilwell. Uh, but uh, Jackson um, was was as enigmatic as always. You know, I, I called him a Thunderbird's puppet. I just felt on a couple of occasions he was Thunderbird's puppet, and somebody cut his strings because he just sort of goes. Um, but. Um, once again, it's this thing. If Jackson plays centre forward or is the out ball man, he can't deal with it. If he plays winger, he actually looks quite competent. Scored but, you know, ten it, goals. Scored ten goals yeah. so far this season. Yeah, yeah, three of them against um, a side who you know pressed up so high. All your a hat trick against Spurs would normally automatically make you a cult hero at Chelsea. Normally, but yeah, because it was the circumstance was that it was a very strange hat trick indeed, wasn't it? So you know. What do you say? Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would be intrigued to see. He might play Mudrick indeed. Um, uh, Palmer um, was annoyed that he got a small amount of time in the game at the week on Wednesday. By the way, did you see him? He, he ran off. He went off on his own. But he was sick at the end of the game. Was he? He Ill? was sick. Yeah, that's what Poch said. He wasn't he well. He didn't say that in the press. He said it afterwards. I watched it back on the telly yesterday he, he did and he gave two, two conferences he gave one well this was in the interview with laura woods and any aluku and yeah right 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 i didn't see that right right okay well that was the reason they, want, they wanted I, to know what they wanted to know why he hadn't started why he hadn't started okay and he said look i, I should tell you now that he was sick last night so that's why right. i didn't start him 
right. but I said that he said I could I obviously couldn't tell you that before. Right. I don't see Chalibur on that lineup. I'm sorry to cut in. I've just had to rescue my no, laptop do, 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 before do, do, it do, do, died. Do, do. So is that if you if you're taking Enzo out of that team and you want someone in the midfield with a bit more of a defensive Ability, I would have thought Chalibur would. Yeah, be no, more that's, a, that's a fair point. And you move Gallagher further up because I, as much as I think that more pace up front will benefit Chelsea against a defence that's missing its best and quickest players. Collins is talented, but he has the speed of me, which isn't good. Um, that we you can use maybe Jackson and Mudrip, but not Mudweke. I don't, yeah, I. Do you mean yeah, me I'd... as in you? Me as in you, Martin, or me as in the player? Me? No, no, me as in me. Um, I'm, oh, okay. I'm as quick. I'm as quick as Nathan Collins, which isn't very. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, use use the pace we have. The you know Jackson is quick, Mudrick is quick, albeit brainless, and um, you know use it to stretch their defence. Um, but I think you know I, I did like Chalibur being back in the team in the week. I wasn't sure at what one point what position he was playing because he kept. He kept running into mid, a lot of forward well, runs. I thought, I thought it was central defence. Central yeah, defense. I know, but the first time I noticed he was he was in fucking midfield. I was like, oh my god, what's happening here? But um, yeah, I think he can do a job in midfield if needed, as, as, almost as an auxiliary defensive yeah. midfielder. And if they do want to rest either Enzo or Caicedo, then I would have thought he would be the natural natural candidate to do it's a really that. Really good shout, I, Martin. I just hope to God that Pe- Petrovic is back in. Yeah. Sanchez tested. I'm on ticker medication for various reasons. Sanchez in that goal tests it. Fuck me. <laughs> He's awful. Could you play um, Chalabar instead of Dizazi? I'd be talking about, no, but I'd want to play Chalabar in midfield to allow Gallagher to push further forward. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, rather than okay. having him in an anchor role there. Well, you, you, don't like, you don't like the fact that I've put Mudrick at number 10 and you'd rather have Gallag- Gallag- Gallagher there. Gallagher! I'd sooner see Connor playing a more forward role. No, and I, I agree, because he's a goal-scoring and, threat as well. Yeah, and if playing Chalibur and to rest one of Enzo or Caicedo allows him to do that, then I that would be my... Um, that would be my suggestion. I'll see on the chat here, someone says, even Brighton don't want Sanchez back. Yeah. Yes, and he behaved like an absolute dickhead when he got dropped. So yeah. I don't think he's a positive influence on the team at all. I'm besides rejoice, Kepa's coming back. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. There's a wage dump that didn't work. <laughs> well, at least they can sell him for a small you know, amount of money, not the 70 that they paid for him. Um, we might we might have to pay someone to take him. Well, you'll think of it again. Um, sure, I will. I'm kind of happy with that team, but I take your point, Mark, Martin. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just intrigued to see, you know, if 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 we can get. I mean, I thought I thought Mildred played all right on on Wednesday. I, I'll say it now, and I just wonder if we can get a tune out of him by playing him in that position. Um, you know, he might play him there and he'll be rubbish. Who knows? But I think give it a whirl. Let's have a, have a think. And as I said, I think if Sterling is stinking the place out and maybe doesn't want to be there, I'd much rather give game time to Madueke to improve him, you know, because he's young and Sterling isn't. And I do like Jackson playing uh, wide, not centrally. And I have to say about Jackson, what I do like about him, that there, I mean, I said this before, but there, there's something Timo Werner-esque about him. In other words, he, he puts can't a shift stay on side. in. He can't stay on side and he can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo. But other than that, 
he puts a shift in and he runs around a lot. I mean, I know that the, the, the youth hate it when we praise players for running around a lot, but he doesn't give up. In His head doesn't go down. He, he gives it 100%. And I kind of, I'm, as I said a few weeks ago, I'm kind of warming to him, actually. I really am. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault the man for trying. And he seems to have that ability to fuck up, complete, forget about it within a second and be prepared for the next time. And some, sometimes with some of our strikers, they'd make a mistake and it would weigh on their minds. And Jackson, it doesn't seem to do that. He seems to be ready for the next chance. And that's which a whole which, which is yeah. a positive a positive trait to have, and he's called. I'll keep saying this. He's called a hat trick against Spurs. That ends the discussion. Well, indeed. Uh, okay. Uh, any other uh, business on my team selection, J.K.? Um, I think we should be prepared for a, another shift, and I don't think half of them will play because they're the tired statement. still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because of the statements that he made about the lack of energy, second mm. half lack of energy, and uh, and three games in six days. But and he doesn't I, have I, a lot of options. Did you see the bench? I mean, you know, this is a, a yeah. another an, yeah. another Chidge case in point about the yeah. lack of depth in our squad. But yeah. the uh, unfortunately on my script, it's so small I can't fucking read it. But oh, and that's disappeared totally. Oh, my life is so complicated. I wouldn't right. be surprised if Gilchrist plays instead of Chilwell. Okay, the substitutes bench. Okay, on uh, Wednesday was Colwell, first team player, Gallagher, obviously first team player, Palmer, first team player, Petrovic, first team player, and then we had people I've not really. I mean, I've heard of Amari. Har- oh no, actually, I, I don't. It wasn't who I thought it was. We had O. Harrison, H. Murray Campbell, L. Samuel Smith, and J. Jimmy Torine. Jimmy, he came on at the end. Jimmy yeah. Turanian. And he sounds like a cross between a rally driver and the principal ingredient of Red Bull. He's Finnish. He's no Finnish. He's, he's 22. <laughs> exactly. But, he's not Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, I'm sorry. I, know, I, don't, I don't follow the youth teams much, but that's one, two, three, four players who had not ever made a start for Chelsea on the bench in a fifth round FA Cup tie against one of our biggest enemies stroke rivals. That is not clever. That is not a good situation. I'm sorry. How have you managed not. to spend a billion quid and leave yourself in that hole, though? That's that's the bit I can't understand. I know. I mean, I know of it, is, it can't just be that. I mean, they have, every team's got fucking injuries, but their bench isn't as bereft as what we leave ourselves with. Yeah, I know. Their squad that's... management has been so poor. Yeah, exactly that. That 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 of course is is the central point. All right, uh, let's let's put me, ye old uh, uh, you know team selection to bed uh, and move on with the show uh, because uh, what I would like to uh, well, I mean actually you know we've kind of covered what what do we what do we do about Sterling? Uh, hope he buggers off in the summer. Um, so let's go straight to this. I mean we we do have what can only be described as a a poor recent record against Brentford, which, you know, frankly needs to bloody change. And, you know, they've got their first choice. Well, I mean, listening to, to Greville was an education because, I, I mean, Phil already WhatsApp me to say their first choice back five are out. Uh, but it, it, it seems that they've got almost a whole team out and they're in appalling form. 13 defeats in seven, 17 matches. It's not good form. You know, we don't have. We, I mean, we should beat the shit out of them on Saturday, J.K. Period, shouldn't we? Chidge, it's us. 
I know. Just, but come on. Strange Chelsea team that we don't but know who's going to turn up. We come might beat on. them in the first half and then lose in the be complete shite in the second. Or but vice versa. We'll you know, against Palace. Who knows, Chidge? Who knows anymore? We can't predict anything with this lot. They might they play one or three like they did against Villa. They might play fantastically as they did against City. But then I suppose you could see there's an upsurge. But then, you know, it might be Everton or Man U or they might sit back in like the first 20 minutes against Liverpool where we couldn't, did non-stop giving the ball away. You know, I, I, you can't make a prediction anymore. I've no idea. It also depends on his team selection. If, they, if he thinks they're all knackered, he doesn't play Enzo. He doesn't play um, uh, Moises. 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 Then, uh, Moises. Might be someone we've already played before, and then Brentford might be two up by then. I mean, I, you know, it's all very well, but he's very good. Greville, I thought Greville was fantastic, by the way, brilliant, absolutely yeah, brilliant. Always is. He's, he's, um, he's, uh, uh, he said that last time that they were going to lose easily, and they were rubbish, and they had injuries, and they were they were excellent. He still got them playing in the same way, Frank. He's a very decent manager, you know. I think, and all they need to do is belt the ball down the pitch and 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 get a quick goal or something. And uh, um, and they have know, got they have got play. they have got Ivan Tony and and Mope yeah. is is not a bad player he's by decent, the way. He's decent, yeah, yeah. He's got eight goals as he said. So I, yeah. I know. <laughs> You're worried, aren't you? I've got some yeah. stats. Martin will love this. Uh, Brentford have kept three. Well, you know this one. I told you earlier, but they've kept three straight clean sheets in the Premier League against the Blues, uh, with only the two Manchester sides ever keeping four in a row against Chelsea in the competition. Da, da, da. Omens. Uh, and uh, they will uh, be looking to claim a first league winning double over the Stamford Bridge outfit since the 1938-39 season, which of oh, course JK... Yeah, exactly. JK was there. He was... He was uh, he was there just after he signed his papers to uh, join up for the army, the British Expeditionary Force. I got rejected though. Got rejected. Oh, that's right. Well, that's all right because you'd, you'd have come back. You'd have come back quick uh, uh, via Dunkirk. So anyway, so there's that, and there's another one. This is a couple of others that are quite fun. Chelsea have now won each of their last four such outings, as in London derbies, in the Premier League. Though their return of no clean sheets across their last ten away matches in England's top flight remains less than ideal. Um, which uh, it did tell me uh, our, our proclivity to uh, let goals in away, but I can't remember what that was. So sorry about that. That's a bit of a misleading one. Neil Mope grabbed his sixth league goal of the season last time out, uh, though he's only ever faced two sides more often than Chelsea without scoring seven, played seven. Nicholas Jackson netted his 10th competitive goal of the season for the Blues in midweek. His last two coming before halftime, as opposed to his first eight, which all came after the break. And 10 of Chelsea's 13 away Premier League matches this season have witnessed both sides score, the joint most of any side. So we like to let goals in away from home, Martin, is the message there, I believe. I believe they're called stating the bleeding fucking obvious. Yeah, they're great <laughs> at that. Flash flash score are absolutely geniuses at that. They are. How do you, how do you think this is going to go, mate? Seriously. Honestly, haven't got a clue. Haven't I mean, got a Scooby. Dr. Chelsea will see you now to ail Brentford of whatever it is that's been troubling them. You know, we could just as easily throw in an absolute shit of a performance and underestimate them and lose the game. Alternatively, um, if there is a bit of tension in the air at Brentford, Chelsea could take advantage of it. I genuinely don't know which team's going to turn up. And I guess we're going to find out, all find out at the same time. 
Yeah, I mean that is that is where we're at at the moment, isn't it? It's we just it, we're, we are a mid-table inconsistent side. Inconsistency, see, inconsistency FC, I believe. All right, going to stick a number on it for me. Ooh, I'm going to say two-one Chelsea because I two can't one. predict a Chelsea defeat. And for those of us in the know, as in those of us who play the Premier League predictions league, that is the always the scoreline that everybody predicts when they haven't got a clue. You know, Pat Nevin spent the whole of last season predicting two one for every match, and he actually finished in the top half of the table. So is that because he just was forgot to fucking do it and just whacked them I all in at the same time? I, I didn't talk to Pat about it. I talked to Kerry about it, and he said, "Oh, he said Pat, Pat's got a system. I know Pat. Pat's got a system. He's worked something out." So basically, Kerry was very suspicious of it, which I thought was really hilarious. But uh, there you go. I've, I've been in prediction leagues where if you do that, your your results are annulled. Really? Yes. God yes. blimey, that's harsh. Yeah. That's no, they were just they were just uh, they were just saying no. You you just you're taking the piss. You're just doing two nil or two one for every single score. You're not thinking it through. Fuck off. Bloody so, hell, that's yeah. harsh. Yeah, the what? other one was if you forgot to put a prediction in, you were automatically allotted four one for every single oh, score. So man. you could so well you wouldn't forget. Put it that way. Well, I think I think we're 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 you know quite relaxed. I mean, I, I'm I'm how are you doing at the moment? I know I'm I'm above you, which. No, no, I'm not <laughs> the top fancaster. Dan Silver, unbelievably, is the top fancaster. He's My, about it, eighth, eighth yeah. I think. I'm fourteenth. The, the only goal I I set myself is to finish ahead of that fuckwit Chris Sutton. I'm I am don't think if, I don't think I'm even managing that at the moment. So I, I, I need mate, to sort I, myself out. I'm with you entirely on that. I, my only aim this season is to finish above Sutton. I don't think I could yeah. deal with it if I don't finish above him. Yeah. I, did love a tweet I, he put, I did love a tweet he put out where a few weeks ago where he said, this Chelsea team are making me look good. And I'll just reply back, they're not that fucking bad, mate. I did see that. That was funny. <laughs> that was good. Uh, JK, what what uh, what have you for uh, the Brentford versus Chelsea match? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Desmond? Yeah. Indeed. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. You're going for a draw. Yeah, because I've got no clue, Chinch. So I'm just, okay. Well, <sighs> I can see it being a draw in that I can see us scoring two decent goals and giving away a couple of stinkers, you know. I can see us giving another goal away being pressed. If the Suzzy plays, they, I just feel that, that they'll suss, they'll have watched the game during the week, you'll have sussed that all you need to do is run at us and everybody freaks out. Having said that, though, if that's particularly if Sanchez plays, because if Petrovic plays, he apparently passes the ball less and kicks it longer, more, according to the stats. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, which so is I'm, good, uh, because it's called football, just, whereas just, it's bad, because the fuckwits, yeah. the data analysis twats, that it's all about passing around from the back. Well, I, you know, the aim, even course, if your players can't do it, it's ridiculous. I know. The aim, of um, course, is to get the ball out as quickly as possible, and thus all the players who are pressing are then left, and then you can just dink a ball over the top to run onto it. That's the the aim, but it rarely happens, does it? Because somebody gives the ball away, or the pass is shit, or they get tackled in the midfield. So it's it's a a ploy that we are not very good at. Well, um, I, I think I think I'm going to take all the Brentford fans I know words at face value in fact that their defense is 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 they you know this is their second string defense um and tony and mope notwithstanding i i i i'm gonna go three one to us i mean i i, I still I, I i'm with you in the in the fact that it's very hard for us to keep clean sheets the stats don't lie so i do think we've got a, a rickiness that will let one in but i i i you know the way they finished on uh, on Wednesday. The, all three of those goals were good goals. I, I think we've 
we, we, we even though we don't have an out and out striker uh, against teams that don't sit in a low block, and I don't think Brentford will. You know, I, I think we, we, we do have the capability to score some goals. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go three one. I'm feeling, I'm feeling that Brentford are so fucked up at the moment. Even we can't mess this up. I'm going to eat my words on uh, Monday, no doubt. But right now, I'm 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 feeling good. Got a good vibe about this one. So there you go. And my prediction history this season has been pretty good. I mean, I got three two leads last 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 yeah, week. Yeah, so we all need that, to listen that, to that you. Cup form what? though. What? Sorry, Martin. That, that was cup form. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Fair. And I got I got the Villa three one right, didn't I, the other week? So I'm on a bit of a roll in the cup. Yeah, maybe... yeah. In fact, in fact, change. What's the score going to be? I said 3-1. Oh, did you okay? I said 3-1. And well, it'll be 3-1 then. Okay. You've, got, you've gone 2-2. Martin's gone 2-1. Yeah, but you'll be right. Well, let's hope I bloody well am. All right. Okay. We're nearly there, uh, he says. about good. to. I feel, I feel buoyed up by that. I feel good by that. <coughs> good. So you should. This is the end of the win. show. Right. Quick. Quick, quick couple of plugs. Uh, because we've. Uh, this is the month. If you're interested in coming to the uh, Chelsea Fancast tour of the Western Front, France and Belgium, Somme and Ypres, uh, on the 21st of June to the 24th of June. This is the month where you have to make your decision and settle up. So don't don't uh, hang around because you'll miss out. And it, uh, this is, it's brilliant. I can't say this enough. I mean, if you if you like a bit of a military history and you want to know more about World War One and what happened in the Somme and Ypres, uh, you will learn an awful lot. You will be moved. It will be emotional. You'll see all the big ticket items like uh, Vimy Ridge and Teepval and Passchendaele, all of these places. And uh, you'll learn from some really lovely people. Alex, of course, as you know, Alex Churchill from this parish, Johnny Dyer, who used to be on the podding shed, Andy Holmes. They, they are proper military historians and they know their onions. So you will learn a lot and uh, and be moved. If you have relatives who fought or died in the war, and they're in the Somme or Eep, uh, then they, they obviously you can visit them in their in their grave. There's a lot of grave visiting that goes on. Uh, but uh, they will do a bit of research, these three, and they will tell you all about what happened, and you'll learn stuff there, which is wonderful. They did that for me. It was lovely. Um, and, uh, and also there's a football twist to it because uh, they all wrote a book about footballers who fought in the Great War, and a lot of Chelsea uh, players and fans fought in the Great War. And they, they, the tour is kind of themed around that. And then in the evenings, we have a great time because there's lots of Belgian beer to drink. There's some fantastic restaurants to eat in. And, of course, everybody has a laugh because we're all football supporters and we all get on and have a great time. So this is a real trip of a lifetime. If you are interested and you want to sign up, there is still time. There is still time. You need to go to historiatravel.org, I-S-T-O-R-I-A, travel.org. Or alternatively, um, I have this pinned to the Chelsea Fancast Twitter page, certainly, possibly. I'll, I'll pin it to the Facebook one as well. But there are ways you can find it. And if you get stuck, just email us, chelseafancast at gmail.com. We can sort that out. Right, you know, you may have heard uh, in, in between breaks, uh, JK and my dulcet tones doing a promo for NordVPN, uh, which was fun to do. Uh, well, uh, what I can remind you, of course, is that it allows you to watch sporting events, TV shows, films, which aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location with one click to a country which is showing the contents. It's basically so how you can watch the football. Like tomorrow, away match, three o'clock kickoff, not on TV here. You know what I'm talking about. Now, it also acts as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, so it protects your personal data and sensitive info like your card details, password, passwords, and so on from falling into the wrong hands. 
And it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month. And one NordVPN account can be used across six devices. Now, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Uh, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. So you know what to do if you want to watch the football tomorrow at 3 p.m. Or indeed the Sheffield United game, which has been moved to 5.30 on a Sunday but isn't covered on a TV here. Utterly, 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 utterly shithousery. And I mean, here's the thing. that We all know this is the Premier League and the broadcasters, Martin. And what are the Premier League doing? They're turning around. Well, they're saying it's all Sheffield United's fault. Because apparently there's a marathon there, which is they requested it to be moved to half five. Yeah, but they didn't request it to be removed to be moved from the Saturday to the Sunday. No, that was the Premier League and the TV fuckers for putting the Man United game on the Thursday. Yeah, exactly. Shit yeah. these people knows no yeah, bounds. Exactly. And that those you don't just plan a marathon at the last fucking minute. That event's been months in advance. And they moved it moved it to that day and that time, knowing full well that event was on. It's just complete lack of planning and it's now it will fuck up traveling fans because you know the the unreliability of the train system in this country is well known so getting back is going to be an absolute nightmare for a lot of people i mean i just hate ridiculous like they the game has gone uh uh, you know i mean don't i'll be in here another hour just just suffice to say martin and i and jk are thoroughly fucked off with them all uh but we still love Chelsea, and that's the main thing. And we still love you, our listeners, because without you sitting here watching us and listening to us, it just wouldn't be worth it. So there we go. Now, Martin. Uh, quick reply to Neil on the chat. Uh, the yes, shirt I saw is that. The 1972 Chelsea away shirt. And if you have a look on their website, you sh- should see that the retro range is still there. So it, It's known in our, our circles as the Castrol GTX shirt, because around that time there was a, a, a car oil, motor oil, brand called Castrol and uh, it had the same colours as that and they used to have an escort which they had the, the same livery if you like and there's a wonderful picture which you can probably google and find of Charlie Cook I believe wearing the kit next to um, you know a car adorned in the same one uh, the Texaco shirt 1974-75 away shirt says Nathan 74 75 sounds about right actually Martin I thought Texaco was a garage not a petrol yeah i don't know why it's called texaco but i never i've learned never to argue with nathan because he always knows anyway i've just known it as castrol castrol the castrol gtx shirt so that'll work exactly all right okay we will be back on monday night with me and jk and uh well i haven't done the schedule yet so one one of you will be on there i haven't thought about that yet oops uh 7 30 p.m jk all right all right Okay, well, we'll be back to report, uh, obviously, on the match against Brentford. Hopefully, we'll be reporting back on a, a great win and a fine performance. We, as always, we live in hope. Uh, there is an in-off-the-post incoming. I need to think about when, but there is one incoming. Uh, so if you want to send in an email, you send it to chelseafancast at gmail.com. Breaking news. This is from Nathan, Chelsea Grave Society. Bugger! It is Castrol, not Texaco. Silly me. Date was right, though. So there you go. Uh, right, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast at me at Stanford Chid, Jonathan, Jonathan Kidd, Martin at Martin underscore Wickham. Uh, Martin, as always, delightful to see you, mate. And I'm loving your shirt, loving seeing you as well. I did you approve you you approved of the uh the uh, Richard Schaller caricature for the new t shirt? Yeah, got got rid of a few of my chins, it's all right. Good. I just checking, they'll be out soon. 
lovely to see you, mate. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe and well. JK, you old reprobate. Did you see my gnome? Did you see Richard Chella's gnome? I did see your gnome. I showed it to everybody in the pub. They thought it's it was you, That's not a euphemism, by the way. It's an actual <laughs> fucking garden it's a, gnome. It's a real gnome. It's a real gnome. Uh, we're going to make... Yeah, we're going to make JK gnomes based on Richard's caricature. So there you go. Uh, you'll not find any merchandise like that anywhere on the planet. So there you go. So if you want to have a JK gnome, let us know and we'll make them for you. JK, White lovely to beard. see you as always, mate. White you beard. like the beard, didn't you? You did like, like the, the beard. Yeah. You, you like, yes, I know. Anyway, good to see you. Uh, well done. Fun tonight, as always. Uh, I presume you're going tomorrow. All right. All right, well, have fun. Don't get too wet. And uh, I, I look forward to hearing your first-hand experience of it on Monday because I shall not be watching it on Saturday. No, indeed. Yes, it should be. It should be. Uh, it's, it's always, um, it's not very far away. I enjoy going there. So, uh, yeah, I like it when it's not far. Leave a bit I later. Shall, indeed. And I shall, be, I shall be gallivanting with Alex and Tony tomorrow. So I shall be having fun, uh, which I'm really looking forward to, actually. Take I some pictures. On. Take some pictures. Yes, we'll take lots of pictures for you. Yeah, definitely. All right. Great stuff. Right, you lot out there, thank you for listening. See you on Monday. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chels. Happy chels! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.